Taku Melancholy Podcast, the podcast that rocks out with its ochinchin out. <laughs> my name is Matt, and I get my daily stretches by reaching my hand up for the sun like an anime character in an OP every five seconds. And I'm Brad, and I put the P.O. in OP. <laughs> the P.O. stands for a public offender, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. What does the P.O. stand for? You decide. Pancreas obstinator. <laughs> Pelvic or pelvic Iranian. Prequel originator. Punk octopus. Well, today we are going to be listing off some of our favorite OPs. Why they might be our favorites, and we're also going to be, you know, talking about some of yours as well. Yeah. Because that's what this is all about. It's about you, the fans. Now listen to us. Now listen to us, and here's why you're wrong about your opinion. <laughs> Everybody who put Daddy Daddy Do instead of the original Kaguya OP, you're wrong. Congratulations. Hate to tell you this, like, over the immediate podcast, but you're wrong. Anyways, no, seriously. So, we, you know, obligatory podcast episode at this point. We just needed to grasp for additional content. So, you know, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> um... One quick thing before we actually dive in, I would like to, you know, I feel like we dropped the ball on it with the whole Black Lives Matter thing happened, but, you know, uh, don't be a freaking racist, dudes. Like, the whole Atlanta shootings, you know about that, right? Oh, yeah, the, uh, yeah, it happened just recently. Yeah. Uh, I just wanted to preface, I know that some people are like, you know, this is, this is about anime, don't make it about not anime, but listen here. This is 2021. Stop the Asian hate. Stop the hate of everybody. Just legitimately stop being a fucking racist, okay? Yeah. I should not have to have to go and look at the news and see some people being targeted over over something. For one thing, isn't their fault, and secondly, even if it like even if it was, which it you know it isn't. What are you accomplishing? What are you doing? What are you doing, dude? It's just, it just makes me angry. It really makes me angry when I found out about it. Like, I was livid. I was just, how stupid can you actually get? Yeah. Even more so is how, how courteously the offender is being treated by everyone in, in authority. Oh, yeah. That whole. That's truly the maddening part. It is. That whole cop said he was just having a bad day. D- dude, <laughs> people died. Families are ruined. Dude, if I had a bad day and I I throw a pot or a pan or act out in anger to a way that just ha- affects me because I'm stupid, that's one thing. But when you say, you know what, I'm going to kill some people. Or, just, dude, that's not a bad day. That's a psychopath. Mm-hmm. And a psychopath can have a ba- as many bad days as he wants because if you're going to be that unfeeling and uncaring to your fellow human beings, then legitimately... 
legitimately just go go to six flags go to the fast pass stand and get your fast pass straight to hell as soon as possible <laughs> dude like legitimately because i don't want you to have to wait in a line for you being an absolute piece of human trash anyway stop the stop asian hate dude don't don't hate people we're all equal yeah judge people by the content of their mouth not by the color of their skin you know yeah and if they don't have a mouth then they're automatically better than you because they probably don't like anime and let's be honest anime be that way no that's that's a joke we have fun here we joke but don't not joking about that not joking about that don't don't be a fucking racist don't be racist just don't be racist Anyways, back to the happy giggles <laughs> regular portion of the podcast. Sorry, but also not sorry. So, you know, check in. What's been going on? What we've been watching? I've been, well, now that I've got a more established work schedule, I'm watching anime during my lunch again. Ooh, what have you been watching, though? Wonder Egg Priority. Oh, is it your Wonder Egg Priority? You could say that. <laughs> Cool. You been watching anything else? Uh, no. It's been a rough week, so uh, haven't had a lot of spare time to have fun. Oh yeah, your computer got you had to deal with all that. Yeah. Yeah, my hard drive commit die and <laughs> took a lot with it. Took everything <laughs> with it. Everything. Never forget what they took from you. It took. 17 gigs of not safe for work images my dude oh my so gosh. many good anime ass and thighs and titties it's oh all gosh. gone originals stuff from years ago the og stuff oh no yeah oh goodness i'm legitimately in mourning Stuff that I look at is like, this isn't really my thing anymore, but I still keep it there because it's classic. There's memories with it. Every nut bust, I remember. I remember where I was when I busted this nut. <laughs> I, was in the, I was in the second stall of the bathroom stall at the Denny's. It was a cool spring day in 2014. I had just had my grand slam and given someone my toast <laughs> I looked at I looked at the toilet the toilet paper dispenser and said horny now <laughs> and then I nut I just looked down and said well might as well ain't got nothing else going on I'm at a Denny's cool breeze went into the air and I said <laughs> oh it tingles okay what have you been watching though Looks around and not prepared for him to actually ask me this. <laughs> uh, seasonals mostly. Caught up on Mushoko Tensei, Jobless Reincarnation. Catching up on all my seasonals in a slow, methodical pace. Um, had like this existential crisis a few. Like not really an existential crisis. More of an existential... Existential eviction. I was yeah. watching a seasonal that I that we'll cover, I'm sure, and I said, why do I like anime? Oh. And I said, I don't know why. So I started Full Metal, the original Full Metal Alchemist again. 
Ah, to try and get back your try to find your re- a self dis- journey of self rediscovery. Yeah, like go back to the first anime I liked for me, you know. Yeah. Because as I think we've established in previous lore, I only got into Inuyasha because RPing online. And who didn't like Pokemon and Dragon Ball Z? But I remembered, like, man, as anybody who knows me knows, I love Full Metal Alchemist. So I said, why though? So I started with the original, and I'm about 10 episodes in. And I was like, yeah, this is why I like anime. This is, this is good. Yeah. I can put on the dub for this, and it's, it's good. It's a good, solid dub. It's a good dub. It's a great dub. They actually got a kid to voice Alphonse. Yeah, and I prefer him over the Japanese because the uh, dub just sounds more genuine. You can feel the strain of, of like the Alphonse's dilemma in that voice. Yeah. Plus that intro, you know the whole. This is un- the you know the intro, the whole. This is the process of equivalent exchange to give some to get something. Something of equal or lesser value must be lost. Mm-hmm. And like as the fires, the house is getting set on fire. That just sets tingle in my in me rewatching it trying to get a vibe of just why i liked anime after getting like just con- exposed to hentai masquerading as seasonals yeah and watching an actual good seasonal like wonder egg priority in mushoku tens Mush- mushoku ten- jobless reincarnation i'm gonna pronounce <laughs> it wrong <laughs> so all in all not a good week for the otaka melancholic crew you had an existential vacation, and I lost my hard drive. It's been a, uh, it's been not great. Yeah, it's, it's not so been I guess, a good. I guess it's a good good time to revisit some of our old our old class stuff, like our favorite OPs, and find out what we like about anime. What what some of the good times are. Yeah, and that's that's what the segue is like. Speaking of OPs, <laughs> <laughs> that are our favorites. This is kind of leading because I looked at a lot of them and. Well, there are, I want to say, so I, I set up a person, I didn't know we didn't discuss personal rules for this list, but I set up rules for me mm-hmm. because I originally made my first list and my list had three full metal alchemist brotherhood <laughs> piece on it. And I said, people are never going to legitimately take me seriously if <laughs> I, if I say, yeah, full metal alchemist brotherhood has some flaws them. Are you sure you, you simp? <laughs> So, you're gonna be like that one kid who just talks about it a couple times to grandma and then every birthday for the rest of your damn life you get full mill alchemist brotherhood stuff exactly that's it that's what i feel like i've already gotten to the point when i just went ride or die for ed although how much would you squee if you got the edward elric hoodie It was like the red one with the black symbol on the back. I don't know. I I feel like I had something like it. Well, like, here's a cringe little story. Uh, There used to be, I think it was an FYE, or it was one of those offshoots of FYE that sold, like, anime merch and, you know, assorted paraphernalia that you had no reason to buy, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And they had the State Alchemist watch, you know, the replica that was actually a functioning watch, even had the Don't Forget in it. Nice. And me being 19 and having too much money from working and not having to pay any bills said, I'm going to get that. And I got it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you remember, but I had that pocket watch in college. Yeah, <laughs> and I think I, I remember. 
and I checked it ever so often. I, I think our history, our, our Scholars Bowl, <laughs> our Scholars Bowl uh, sponsor bullied me about that pocket watch. Because at first he was just like, are you checking your pocket watch, you bourgeois <laughs> piece of trash? And I said, yes, well, like, it would you'd look better if you didn't have your hair in a crappy ponytail. <laughs> It's the most hipster thing to be in college with a fucking pocket watch. And then you look at it, and it's, is that from an anime? (laughs) And it ruins the entire facade. (laughs) Absolutely makes any coolness that I had crumble because you go, oh, it's anime. (laughs) It's like you start out as a bougie hipster piece of shit, and then you turn into a shit, like a an S tier weeb lord, lady. You just can't win. You really can't. I mean, it's it's an accessory, just like the trilby is. You can't do it by your by itself. You have to have a whole ensemble to have it work. Oh yeah, you really have to just throw it all in there, but it's. But, like, anime merch now, whenever I buy it, it has to be... There's this certain sort of, I feel like, dress code that I put on myself. Mm-hmm. Because I, I don't wear just anime shirts anymore that just have the anime character on them because that feels weird. Yeah. So now it all has to be stuff that's subtle. I have a, I have a Mob Psycho shirt that isn't really say Mob Psycho on it. It just says Body Improvement Club of Salt Middle. And you yeah. look at that and you would say, oh, hmm... And then you think, oh, wait a minute, that's from Mob Psycho. Oh, yeah, like those uh, hoodies that I, f- I saw at a convention once, where it's the One Punch Man Opie shirt. Mm. And it just says Opie on it. It's, it's like you see that, it's like, I don't know what that means. But if you do know, it means it's like, ha, huh, that says breasts in Japanese. But if you know, that's like, that's, yeah, one, no. ma- that's one Punch Man. Yeah, and that's kind of the that's kind of the thrill of it is wearing those apparel that people who are fans will recognize more so than people who just say, "Oh, that's an anime." That's my personal what I certainly find appealing about this apparel. So, to answer your question, I would be excited, but also I would probably not wear it as frequently as I would if I was nineteen or twenty. Yeah, I would probably wear the hell hell out of it though, because it's a red hoodie. True that. I could see you wearing it. You wouldn't even. You would probably. You'd probably rock it. You look good in red, my dude. Yeah, red's one of my colors. Blue being the other one. Oh, hmm. I like pink and yellow. Those are good colors, especially good colors. in pastel. Mm-hmm. And speaking of things that are pastel, <laughs> let's talk about some anime ops and just dive right on into that. But as I was saying earlier, I set up some boundaries for myself. No, just. Because two series were going to dominate. It was going to be Naruto and Full Metal Alchemist. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking to myself, saying, uh, no. I mean, I looked at the list you posted and saw, oh, yeah, the Naruto Shippuden 16th OP. I'm like, 16th? How many are there? Who's the great? <laughs> And I'm like, I was. I looked through all your stuff to listen to the, uh, see the OPs, 
and like sometimes you'll get compilations like the jojo op compilation like mm. the all the way up to date it's like nine minutes the naruto shipping in compilation is 30 minutes <laughs> I'm like, yeah. god damn. I gotta set aside an afternoon for that. I That's mean, one episode. I, I'm just gonna throw this out there too, is that Naruto has some really banging OPs, and that made it hard because I didn't, like I said, I didn't want to have Full Metal Alchemist dominate, and I didn't want to have Naruto and Naruto Shibuden on here because then people would say, oh, he is shonen ho. <laughs> and as you know, I'm not a shonen ho, bro. So let's go and dive right on in, you know. Oh my God. Oh, show? Go. Yeah, here we go. You about to get my OPs let's, and you're going to feel whoa. Let's start the show. All right. Potato. <laughs> I lost momentum. I'm sorry. Take it away, Mo. All right. Crow. <laughs> All right, so we made a list. These are not in any particular order, nor are they designated in, like, these are a top ten, because mine are certainly probably in my top ten, some of them, but some of them are just stuff I did not want to use, something our listeners had already said, because I'm spiteful that way. Yeah. Just as a disclaimer, these are our favorite OPs, not our list of top ten OPs. This is not held to any academic standard, and this, like you said, this is not in any reasonable order because if we had a legitimate top 10 favorite ops we will be here all day scrutinizing every single frame of each op to figure out which one is better in our minds so this is just in no particular order yeah there is no way when i tried to do this i tried to form my top and i just said it's just gonna be a mixtape we're just making you a mixtape of our favorite songs we're handing you a gift yeah and you know what i'll probably a lot of my stuff is on Spotify. I'll make you guys a Spotify playlist. Drop it in the Discord. Nice. Somewhere, you know. Because I think yours are too, because I looked at them and I said, it's all coming together. <laughs> yeah, the base metric I use for my list, getting it set together, is I look through my anime list at shows that are completed, and if I saw a title and I just could not remember the OP whatsoever, then I didn't even look it up. If mm-hmm. I could remember it, then I put it in the running. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, I just limited mine by the ones that I immediately thought of as being the ones I always watched over and over because I'll skip an OP. I have no I have no stake in openings. I used to be that guy who said, if you skipped the opening and the ending, you didn't watch the anime. But <laughs> oh, God. That's stupid. I'm not doing that anymore. That's dumb. So instead, I just thought of this, like the the visuals and the audio that really sunk together and just left me with an experience that I could not forget. And I think all of my 10 are ones that I watch the music video for, you know, like the OP for pretty regularly. Mm -hmm. I do have some, I did have a slight list of honorable mentions that had a banger song, but had just a visual that didn't entice me or vice versa, but really and truly. Uh, the song will keep me around more so than anything else. And I also tried to limit myself to stuff that's not recent, like from this season or before, because I was originally going to put in my war (laughs) from Attack on Titan. Because, and I know you have an Attack on Titan OP on your list, but... Yeah, but it's from 2013, so it's fair game. 
Yeah, and I don't know why, but just the my war keeps sticking with me over and over. I can't skip it, and I, I, I love watching it and even listening to the full song, but I just said, ah, is it recency bias because I've been exposed to it yeah. a lot or it's what? A, so I just removed it. It's a good question. Mine is a weird mix of recent stuff plus time capsule of late 90s, early 2000s. It's just no in-between. All right, then. That's enough talk. Let's just go right on in, then. So, speaking of Full Metal Alchemist, <laughs> my I, my first OP that I have listed is Ready, Steady, Go by L'Arc-en-Ciel. Alchemist OPs. What a twist. No, um I put I put this one on. It is the second one. I, I second one from the original series. Really good song. Mm-hmm. Really love this band, Lark on CL. But the visuals are just oh, they got that classic anime flair. People are running. <laughs> you know, the characters are getting shots, you know. You're seeing all their cool little powers and you're seeing <laughs> Goodness, you're seeing Maze Hughes just do a little cool little, look at me. <laughs> I'm about to die. <laughs> and you're getting a quick little visual of the humunculi. It's a really fast and fervent OP. I don't know. I, I'm hoping that everybody who is listening has seen it. But it's mixing all those classic things that I really love about OPs. You're getting a little smiled, smiled bit of action. Mm-hmm. But you're also getting a little flair for the characters and seeing what they're all about. And I think one of the things that always endears me to this day is the little scene where Ed and Al are running down a yeah. uh, country road and Ed <laughs> slips mm-hmm. and keeps running and it's just in a it's just like it didn't even happen it's not even a big deal he just is running trips gets <laughs> gets back to running and I don't know maybe I'm reading too much into it but that's the journey of Full Metal Alchemist isn't it you I trip mean, a little bit but you keep running they don't just do that running. for no reason it's an illusion yeah. It's an illusion. It's all an illusion. And I would I think there's a lot you could dissect from this OP. But it's got a lot of fun and it does one of these things I really love and that's it's a lighthearted OP to a show that is really dark at points. Mhm. Because I think this OP popped up right after the Nina Tucker incident. Ooh. So it's hard to just vibe with the darkness when you got such a happy perky little song that's greeting you yeah honestly that's what tripped me up is that i before i watched full metal alchemist i knew about this op so it really uh kind of whiplashed me when i started watching it and this not was not the one i got i got the uh the actual first op and i'm like what where's ready steady go Where's yeah, that's ready, steady, get on the back. back. Also, yeah. Before I, it, it was a long time before I realized all of that beginning was English. I thought it was just ready, steady, 
uh, nondescript Japanese. <laughs> yeah. I think the, the band, too, they, they did the first Gundam 00OP, and they throw in some English in there, too, and I that also that's also a good map vibe right there. Yeah. Daybreak Spell was a close contender for my list. It was actually on mine. It was, on, it was a short runner on mine, too. But then I watched it again, and I said, these visuals outside of the first moments are not very impressive. Yeah, it's very it's very okay. Yeah, it's very okay. I, I thought it was going to be on there, but then just it's the song more so than anything else. But yeah, there's a lot that's fun in this OP. I I think on Adult Swim, when I was watching, it was the only OP they aired. Mm-hmm. So it was the one that was ingrained into my spirit, and it was back in my day, I had to use my connection, my slow connection, because we didn't have a good one, and I would wait two whole hours for the YouTube video 360 cam of <laughs> the Full Metal Alchemist OP to load, and I would watch it. Unregistered Hypercam 2 or 3 or whatever. <laughs> yeah, Unregistered Hypercam 2, and there'd be skips in the middle, and it would all be grainy, but back then we didn't have any better. Back then. But yeah, my first one is Ready, Steady, Go by Learcon CL from Full Metal Alchemist. Nice. Well, speaking of Larcon CL and Gundam OPs, I, uh, Gundam 00 was a close contender as well as Iron-Blooded Orphan's Razor Flag and yeah. uh, G Gundam's, uh, what was it? Fly in the Sky. Yeah, Fly in the Sky. Uh, but those didn't. Those were in contender with another OP that I have on my list. But to fill in the mecha quota that I am expected to fulfill, I have Colors by Flow, the Code Geass first OP. And damn, is it just a... I I cannot explain why that OP works so well for this show, but for some reason, there is no better combination of song and visuals than colors and kogios. It just works so well, and it feels like it's a part... Like, it's meant to be a part of that show. And the song itself is just always an upward rise in hype. Even when it has a little dip where it has a uh, C2 in that uh, in that membrane field doing her witchy stuff. Mm-hmm. Even that's still like just a little precedent for the Biagata. And it just kicks back up. All throughout the OP is just always uh, just an upward, upward rise. Yeah. I mean, and it's such a rise that when that second OP changed over i was immediately embittered mm-hmm. even though that op is also really good plus the visuals itself does really good job of establishing uh my favorite part is the crossfade between let's see, 
Suzaku and the the Lancelot team, and then it fades yeah. to Suzaku with Lelouch at the school crew, mm-hmm. and then fades with Lelouch turning into Zero with the uh, the Black Knights, and that mm-hmm. is just so Chef's kiss. Mwah. And there's a lot to be said about this OP too. That it kind of picked up a lot of the formula that Cruel Angel's thesis laid down, and put its own spin on it you know we didn't put cruel angels thesis on here because i think both of us were like that's so obvious yeah it's like i like it but it's not my favorite it's one of my favorite but i felt it'd be such a low ball to just hit out of the park i mean who doesn't like cruel angels thesis and i love the visuals for it but you know looking watching one and then watching the other you see that code Geass is definitely kind of saying yeah, you know, I'm going to pick up what this has done, and I'm going to make it a little bit more energetic. And I think it really works well. I personally prefer World's End because it's just got that whole "this is the last OP" sort of vibe for me. Yeah, I I was considering World's End, but it uh felt more celebratory than anticipatory for a season finale. But we'll see. I kind of like that though because it just. I like that it's sort of aware that the show is sort of ending and it's just kind of a final hurrah, but then it doesn't work kind of well and compared to the sort of scenes you're getting of, I'm about to nuke the planet! Hmm. That's going on in the arc at that point. Yeah. That's a good OP. It's a good OP. It's one of my favorite OPs, and I would go to a flow concert just to hear colors. You would be seeing a lot of stuff, dude. You would be seeing a lot of Naruto openers. (laughs) Which was, again, a struggle to pick the best one for me because I could not figure... Could not figure what Naruto OP I really, really liked. Yeah. And which one did you like? Yeah, it brings me up to my, my second one, again, in no particular order. And that is... The 16th Naruto she put an opener. <laughs> Silhouette by Kanaboon. By flow too, you know the I realize the screaming pain, yelling loud in my brain. Yeah, that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I remember first hearing Silhouette on a a J Rock radio that I had on Spotify, and I listened to it and I said, "This is an anime op, isn't it?" I get anime op vibes, right? <laughs> and then I said, I said to myself, "I'm gonna see what op it is," and it was Naruto Shippuden. And preface this, I've not seen Naruto Shippuden, the anime. I've read the manga for Naruto. Hmm. So I just I just don't have time for, like, gaff in my uh, 
my shows. I don't have time for filler. I don't want that waiting. I don't want the plot to be stagnant. I don't want useless plot threads and have to wait on them. And I can't skip episodes because that feels like I'm cheating. But I saw the visuals for Silhouette and the music and I was just blown back. Because I knew where they were as far as the story went. And there's a lot of cool things that really happen in this OP that really appealed to Matt. Yeah. Like the stupid thing Matt likes. For example, Naruto running forward as a little kid. Then he runs past a you know, a rock, and then there he's, you know, first series Naruto, and then he runs past another rock, and he's Shippuden Naruto, and then he runs past another rock, and he's, he's, he's not the sage of the six paths Naruto, but he's one, he's the one before that, I always forget, just QB Naruto or whatever, Mm -hmm. and there's just these tons of cool visuals going on that are just getting you hyped for what you're about to see, you're seeing Sasuke and Naruto team up uh, with the Susanoo and all that, and it's just pure hype, dude. Oh yeah, I could hold, I I get that. It's just such a hype visual and it's astounding that it's coming from Naruto because Naruto has some inconsistent animation quality. There's the scene where Madara just wrecks people and it's visually striking, but there's a lot of scenes that didn't really engage me just from early on in Shippuden and obviously this is like later Shippuden arc so they might have had you know, Studio Perot might have said, you're getting all the budget now, my little cash cow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the OP is just, whew, it is a visual, just blows your hair back. It's so cool. It's so hype. There's little allusions to everything that you obviously know are going to happen in the story, like Naruto reaching for Sasuke's back because, you know, spoiler, something happens. Mm-hmm. The big villain... Or not the big, big villain, but the precursor villain is, you know, seen his his little transition in one part of the OP is he's his young version, then his mid version, then his older version, then his current version. It's just Yeah, I really like that with both of the characters. Was it mm-hmm. Toby and Madara? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a really hype OP in every single way. And it again does things that I really like for my OPs and one of them is subtle little nods to what you're going to be seeing to happen you know sort of allusions to the future events of the show the, the I really love that that is something that really gets me going is just seeing an OP and knowing that that's like in a rewatch knowing what that's signaling yeah like Attack on Titan that and, one does really great at illusions oh yeah but that was my second. Speaking of illusions. Yeah. My next OP is Attack on Titan. Mm-hmm. I, I think this is going to be the end of uh, the neat segues. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I'm going to connect the next one. But Attack on Titan has some great OPs except for the fourth one. And so it's was really hard to choose which one was my favorite. But uh, I know previously I said... I think in the Attack on Titan uh, summarization episode we did, I said Mm -hmm. the Season 3 Part 2 is my favorite. But after rewatching all of them, I have to go with the original. That is uh, Feuerrotor File und Bogen by Linked Horizon.
yeah. Basically, German and German and German and Jaeger. Interesting. And it... And God damn. We listened to that before we did the Attack on Titan episode just to get our hype built up, and it works. Just the... The music is just rock bamming, and, which is kind of belying the lyrics. We actually watched the lyrics, and they were quite depressing. Basically saying, we're the last of humanity, our hope is lost, there's nothing we can do about it. And then it picks back up, but still we rise up, we fight, we fight. Sosageo! Oh man, it's it's a good OP, especially with all the visuals that go into it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I prefer Sosageo, or Shizowo Sosageo, and it was going to be on my list too. Mm-hmm. But this OP... It gets you there. It, it, it it's good because it had all the freaky titans that were in the early seasons when they were just monstrously uncanny instead of you know kind of silly like the nose pass titan and <laughs> girly kawaii desk titan <laughs> and hold me, I'm scared titan. <laughs> but it does really well, especially when it splices in the panels from the manga that has uh, some of the creepiest faces of the titans as well as the dragonfly which is a nice allusion to mikasa and how she became what she is Mm -hmm. and it has some of the break the uh, breakout moments like the the uh, storm on the supply clause uh, the supply room where they had to go down the elevator with the the uh, rifles Mm -hmm. as well as uh what they have right after that or just all the the main visual of Aaron just ziplining Spider-Man style through the whole village. And then circling the Titan, coming down, slicing him at the nape of the neck while it's this, while uh, Link to Rise screams, Jaeger! And it's such a troll sort of OP too because it's, it's lying to you what's going <laughs> to actually happen. Hey kids, you like boulders? <laughs> Yeah, that's, I mean, it just, if you watch that, you think it's going to be more about the actual characters being all, like, battle-hardened, but then it just turns into kaiju fighu. Mm-hmm. And I did have some other moments from the other OPs that really impressed, like, for, uh, for the Season 3 Part 2, it had that moment where uh, it showed Erwin. And he was in a backdrop with all the other characters from the Scout Corps who have who have died throughout the series. And it was kind of haunting, which goes back to Erwin standing on the mound of corpses staring at him. Yeah. And, of course, the whole Sasageo, that's always just stand out. Man, I used to hate on Attack on Titan so much and just not want to watch it. But after watching it, I'm just... Mm-hmm. It's not one of my favorites, but it's really good. Even the fourth OP has a nice little moment where uh, a very young Aaron is looking at a slightly older Aaron, and young Aaron is just playing around, saying, "Hey, Mister, what what are you doing? What are you staring at?" Uh, anyways, bye. I just imagine a young Aaron just being in the same room with current Aaron, who is just thousand yard stare beleaguered by knowledge yeah i was like that would not fly if they redid that opening for today is Aaron. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> you wouldn't approach him. Today's Aaron is scary. <laughs> Young Aaron mm. just walks up like, Hi, mister. I'm going to kill all the Titans. And then old Aaron is looking at him like, This earth is hell, child. <laughs> there is no salvation. You will kill all the Titans, but not before I kill you. Like, oh. The Titans okay. will kill all humanity as it should be. Ugh. Anyways. Speaking of Titans wiping out all humanity, but not really, because again, this is some can't segue anymore. I have a message, and it's that Sket Dance is underappreciated, and it's also my next OP pick. <laughs> My next OP pick is Message by the Sketchbook from Sket Dance. It is the fourth OP. It is the band that they form in the show called The Sketchbook. Nice. And they used the voice actor of uh, Bosk Bosun to sing, and it, it works really, really well. And if you don't know what sket dance is, the, you're probably like a lot of other people. <laughs> uh, and that sket dance is a comedy anime. I think I've talked about it a lot before, but it's one of my favorite anime. It's really funny, but this OP is an actual bop. Mm-hmm. And not only is it a bop, but it also captures the humor, the spirit, the sort of slice of life elements that blend in with the off-the-wall zany humor that is Sket Dance. And it, it does just a lot of things that I really like. It showcases all the characters that you can tell a lot or you can tell a bit about them or be, sort of get a reinforcement of who they are as characters from watching the OP. Like, I can't remember their names because it's been a while since I've actually watched the show. Yeah. But Shoujo Manga Girl appears and then all the girl, all the girls become Shoujo heroines. <laughs> There's just an intense little scene of... Goodness. Uh, Hime, sorry. I don't, I, was, I don't know why I was going to call her Jime. Um... <laughs> There's a scene of just Hime playing baseball. It's a perfect slice of life that's mixed in with just the zany antics that go on in Sket Dance. For example, the crazy, wild, wacky action science teacher who does crazy things like like make people swap bodies with his experience with his medicines. You've got just the silliness that is Yusuke as he's just growing up which is the first thing that I always love is when you boot up this OP you first see it the first thing you see is just these home videos of mm-hmm. Yusuke growing up with his his sister yeah I almost dropped this boy but anyways you see all of that and it just sets up that this is gonna be this is gonna be a 
this is going to be a cute little show. And then it says, nah, we're also <laughs> a comedy. Yeah, it was and very sweet to see that. Mm-hmm. It's it's a good it's a good OP. I really love I absolutely adore Sket Dance and I think this OP really plays up to its strengths. It isn't just, you know, zany wild wacky action comedy. It later on becomes very much a slice of life and excuse me, it doesn't become a heavy slice of life. It becomes one of those sort of moments where you realize that, you know, even clowns have backstories. There's yeah. everybody's got a little bit of a special side to them, and I really highly advise people to go check out Sket Dance. It it really pays off for the emotional moments that later unfold in the series, and also just I think the comedy's hilarious. I think it's <laughs> absolutely wild, but it does rely on a lot of that sort of Japanese mentality. You know, the straight man and the not straight man, that yeah. sort of humor. It kind of falls back on those tropes a lot. But if you like Japanese humor, like I sort of do, you'll really get a lot out of it. And this OP, again, it just feels all the OPs, honestly, in Sket Dance, I really, really love. But this is the one that I just, when those that opening guitar hits, I just get hyped to yeah. watch me some, some Sket Dance. And then I remember all the fun memories I have of legitimately binging a comedy anime so, and it's, it's just a good op visuals are all around really nice and it just flows together really well transitions of like characters zooming in on one character's eye and then zooming out on another's i that gets my dick rock hard <laughs> and it just all plays up to things i really enjoy and it from a good anime so it's double the good all in you all in your hood Double the good, all in your hood. And it's also got a wild side to it as well. Ooh. Ooh. Anyways, that's my... That was my this message by the sketchbook, which is the in-universe band that the sket band have. All right. Well... So I was trying to set you up with... It's got a wild side. Oh, uh, well, nice setup, but I'm going to take the alternate route. Speaking of in-universe... Uh, in the universe bands, I have Moteki Sailor Fuku by Lucky Star, I presume, because I searched far and wide and I could not find any band except by the Lucky Star crew. So I am, by all assumptions, taking this to mean that the crew of Lucky Star did this, which is really nice. <laughs> You know? Yeah, I know. Okay. That was, yeah, it was just like, hmm. I'm waiting for your approval. Yes, I, I too I too enjoy Lucky Star, and I think the OP is really cute. Yeah, the OP is such a... A... A capital C classic. Like, it, of all Moe shows, Lucky Star is like the premiere of Moe show, and it reflects that in the OP. And there's nothing better than just popping something on and hearing them go all out as soon as you hit play. And you get 
all these little dances that they do in the streets, all their different locations, which is really nice because it ties into the the cheerleading finale, which, mm-hmm. which you know, maybe maybe it does, maybe it doesn't work for the cheerleading segment on its own, but for tying up with the OP and just being a nice bookend, it's very, very endearing. And just... You know, it's the uh, interlude where they're all gathering in a little gaggle, just gossip, uh, just like gossiping, having fun, catching up on things. It's just like high mm-hmm. energy slice of life, which uh, some great memories. Yeah, it, and it really is just such a cute little visual that mixes with that that energetic song. It's it's. Maybe it might not like squeakers, but squeaky little vocals. But the squeaky little vocals are pretty great. Yeah, it's cute. It's cute. You ever just get a? You ever just get distilled Lucky Star? That's that. That's what that op is. <laughs> oh, the Lucky Star. And I mean, oh, the Star du Luke. It's so ingrained. It's so uh, like uh, what's the damn word I'm looking for? It's so ubiquitous that. Ooh. So it, I remember a Team Fortress 2 map where it's just a, a Mario Kart arena and you just roll around shooting people on it and on the large billboard over in the back of the map there's a gif of the Lucky Star crew doing like their little dance just on loop. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. It's like it's it's one of those weird mod community things where it has no reason to exist and it doesn't make any sense as a whole, but it's it's just one it's it just is and you accept that. It's like, yep, I'm playing Team Fortress Two on a Mario Kart map while anime's playing in the background. What a <laughs> There's such a wild amount of circumstances to befall one person. I'm playing Team Fortress Two. Okay, monomodded map. Okay, it's a Mario Kart map. Uh huh. There's Lucky Star in the background. <laughs> hmm. Two uh, thousands were a time. Were a time that we'll never get back. Yeah, and maybe that's for the best because that just that just takes me to a place that I've never <laughs> even been before, but I know the location. Mm hmm. I can see it now. <laughs> I can just see people fighting on Luigi Circuit. <laughs> or Mario Circuit or Bowser's Castle. I can just see it now. I think it was like a Mario 64 map too. Oof. Massive oof. Yeah, I want to say it was one of the Mushroom Circuit maps. Yeah. It was like the classic green fields with the blocky structures. And have war pipes everywhere. That's wild. And, uh, speaking of... Speaking of wild... <laughs> uh, speaking of things that are wild and things that I cannot comprehend why I like them. My next... One of my next favorite OPs is... Kunchi Ayako... Mo chica yore by AOP, and it is the first, the first OP of the second season of Osumatsu-san. Mm-hmm. 
roughly translates to something like hold me close or bring yourself closer to me. Yeah. And uh, right off the bat, every time I see this opening, it gets me excited because the first visual you see is this is this tissue box and as the drums go or as the uh, beat goes dun 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 that's like people reaching in and pulling out tissue mm-hmm. and when the uh, beat actually well the actual the drums actually a uh, guitar I don't I've it's been a minute I watched it last night it's been a minute but after that the tissue box explodes sort of like a big bang and you see all of the osamatsu care osamatsus mm-hmm. and they're just floating out there all doing their fun little thing and it's 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 not cute these characters are not cute but it's charming is what i should say yeah charming it's charming the music is playing it's really energetic there's these wacky japanese visuals going on in the background that are introducing you to the characters because it's a comedy show you don't need to see the first season i mean it would benefit you greatly if you did but there's all these sort of character establishing moments of them flying through the air with Osamatsu himself just taking in the uh taking in the flight you've got Karamatsu the cool one who's just trying to look cool mm-hmm. you've got and then you got like Totomatsu who's just got two girls on his arm and he takes a little <laughs> picture of them which transitions into the next scene and oh it's all good yes yeah. it's such a fun op for me and i feel like if anybody watches it they probably won't get the same sort of hype and thrill from it but i just love every single little bit of it the scene where they're acting as the buddha under the scene they're all sitting down just in a state of meditation and then they get up and just karate chop these bottles that become this rainbow of waterfalls Mm -hmm. and they're just riding on them it's just it's fun it's fun brad it's fun it's fun and the visuals are just high energy in the background it's just it's just a fun it's fun we're having fun with anime yeah and it all wraps up with uh with them getting closed back into a tissue box yeah it's, it bookends itself and i love that yeah that tissue box aesthetic at the start is a very warioware feel and it, it surprisingly gets you in the mood when like the beat he pulls out the tissue with the beat, and I'm like, all right, I get where this is going. I get what mood you're trying to sell. Yeah, it, it it's really a lot of fun. And just these little elements that are unique to Osamatsu, all the characters just as they're introducing them in that subtle little way, it's kind of almost reminiscent of just... I want to just say that it, it feels... a it feels a little bit like some sort of outsider art with how just everything is, how it feels just so disjointed in a way, but so perfectly connected. Mm-hmm. And I'm just thinking about it. I, I love all the Osamatsu-san OPs. I've, I don't know if you know this about me, but I love Osamatsu-san. <laughs> this is the OP that just consistently, whenever I, I, I heard it, it got me excited for... Osamatsu-san, which is kind of hard to do because it is a comedy. It's not high energy in its actual execution at times. It's wild off the walls and wacky. Mm -hmm. And I feel like this OP perfectly encapsulates that feeling of just shenanigans are going to unsue and you will not understand them, but that is just the nature of the show. And so it just all 
culminates in an OP that I don't think could be in any other show. It's, you know, you see some OPs and it feels very, you know, baby, baby's first OP maker. <laughs> yeah. Scene of character reaching for sun. Scene of characters running. You know what I'm saying? Templates. Templates, yeah. It feels like it's a templates. It feels like it's the Wix of just making an OP. <laughs> And you could just drag and drop and make any pieces, replace the characters. But Osamatsu-san, this OP, I feel like, could not be replicated by anything but a comedy anime that is itself what Osamatsu-san is, which is just a almost a middle finger to some of Japanese culture, but also just a celebration of it. And it just, it's a great OP. I really recommend you check it out. It, it's a fun watch, I think. Yeah. That was Kunchi Ayaku Mo Chika Yore. By AOP. And something that's kind of in the similar vein to that one is Hi ID no katakata no kak let me start this over. It's got a lot of K's in there. Hi ID no kakakata katamoi in C. Star. Yeah, the star's in there. I don't speak star. Oh. That's why we'll never truly connect because you won't learn my language. <laughs> And this was done by Hyadine or or Hyadine. I don't know how to pronounce that. But it is the OP for Nichi Joe. Which is quite alongside Lucky Star for being a very slice of life, but in the very opposite direction of just absolute wackiness. Like, take the the daydreamings of a high school kid, and there you go, you have Nietzsche Joe. I think this was based on a four coma or maybe just a regular manga. Mm-hmm. I don't know the history of the manga, but this show has no reason to be as good as it is. I mean, it has reason to be good, but not as good as it is. Mm-hmm. And the OP just starts out with introducing like the all the side characters and their weird little gimmicks, it's like. You know, most shows have the A story and then the B story. Mm-hmm. This show has C story, D story, E story, and they all have e- equal weight as the A story. And you mm-hmm. see all these characters and the weird gimmicks that they have that shows up in these stories. Like you have the the Sundari girl who wants to confess her feelings to uh, her crush, but every time she does, she screws up or gets embarrassed and just pulls out a bazooka and blows the... Fu- blows the bastard up to hide her embarrassment but he's okay and she tries again later you have a main girl mio who's like trying to get back her papers and she goes into a full sumo suplex drill punch battle to try and get them back without it being revealed that she's actually drawing a uh, a yaoi manga on the side and it, it's reflected in the op with crisp animation let me say that again with more more voice crack crisp crisp (laughs) because i didn't voice crack enough the first time 
crisp animation. Crisp. You could see all the characters. It's got a nice, uh, it's got a nice doo-wop vibe to it. Some good, uh, what is it? Some good scat going on. shop a dee doo bop wa tee What? shop a doo scoop a bop shop a What? It's not bad. It's the name of a restaurant in Atlanta. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, you go to Puka de Pepo. This is a nice Italian restaurant. <laughs> and one of my favorite things about the OP is that it starts off with a showcase of all the side characters and their gimmicks, and it ends with a showcase of those same characters in the same way, but their gimmicks are, they have a little twist to them. And mm-hmm. it's just very, it's very pleasant. Very pleasant. <laughs> the OP is pleasant. It's a good precursor for the inaneness of the anime. And if you have not seen Ichijo, I definitely recommend it. Maybe see some clips before you go full in, but I do recommend eventually going full in. You can't tell me what to do. I'm going to go in full in right now. Do it. I, you, I don't. I'm not going to. You won't? Of course I won't. I got anime I've got to watch. I don't have time for side projects. <laughs> don't have time for fun? Don't have time for fun. I got to watch anime. And in between that, get some gaming. <laughs> but not much gaming. I get what you're saying. I saw the OP too, and I said, "Man, this feels like Nichi Joe." Yeah. I say not seeing Nichi Joe. I mean, Nichi yeah, Joe has an odd amount of detail and sakuga in this show for being a slice of life comedy. Oh, it's got that sakuga. All right. We. Oui. You do yours. I do mine. You do yours. I do mine? Mm-hmm. Hmm. How will I segue into the next one in a a a quick and easy, attractive way that'll make people think I'm clever? I'll have to use My Imagination by Spire. <laughs> <laughs> the first Haikyuu OP is my next on my on my hate list. You I know I was recently a convert convert to the Haiku religion and that I watched it because I people were talking about it a lot of people other podcasts I know Annie bros were really into it and I said you know if people are this obsessive over a show that I can't feasibly see the appeal over then I'll give it a shot and if I don't like it well then I can just say they're wrong call them out on my podcast and then just <laughs> have a big old fight but not really because they're really cool guys and they're awesome. Anyway, that's beside the point. So, I gave Haikyuu a chance. And the moment that OP dropped, I was like, damn. Mm-hmm. This makes me want to play a sport. 
And as you may, as you also may be aware, I'm not very athletic. So to make me say, I want to get the thrill of just playing sport from an OP, then yeah. But what I love about this OP is that it, it, it does a lot of things. Again, I really like, and one of them is that sticks out with me is just when the song is really pumping up with the, uh, I don't, I don't know if it's the chorus or the verse, but where they're all playing volleyball and saving the ball, spiking the ball, you know, shooting, shooting the volleyball, <laughs> serving the volleyball all in this like quick succession. It was really just, it gave me tinglys. And there's just so much to this OP that just tickles my just hype pickle because I, I think that OPs serve as a vessel to just make you want to watch the anime, right? Yeah. And Haikyuu perfectly does that from the, not from the very start, because the very first start is like a picture of a door. Yeah. But you, you get the, you get the knowledge that that's sort of like where the journey begins into this, this PE, this, this, this PE room. I was about to say, I don't know what, what are PE rooms called? Gyms. 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 That's what they're called. They're called Gymnasiums. gyms. That's how f- amazing. How stupid you are, man. <laughs> But, yeah, so you get a picture shot of this, like, gym, and then you actually get to go in. You see, like, the Hinata has this dream, and this is just the court where he's going to be on, and this is where he wants to perform. And it just accelerates this sort of pace as you see all these characters. And, again, I, I almost didn't put this one on here because I think it's almost the song that really works with me. Mm-hmm. And just from that, it starts off with that guitar. It just... It just gets you hyped for a sports anime, and I haven't seen too many sports anime. I've actually only seen, hmm, how many have I seen? Uh, IQ, Yuri on Ice, Yuri on Ice. That's right, Yuri on Ice counts. Red, fastest finger first? Question mark. <laughs> Quiz bowl is not a sport. I'm sorry. Let it be. A, it has to be a sport. Then I can say I'm an athlete. <laughs> Uh, uh, I feel I've, like I've seen one more. Kuroko's Basketball. I watched Kuroko's Basketball. I watched the first season of it. Hajime no Ippo had a good OP that got you high for some boxing. Yeah, but I haven't seen that, so it doesn't... I don't, I, I don't know what it is. Yeah. Initial D. Initial D is racing, right? That's a sport, people... Yeah, yeah I can say it's a sport. <laughs> I've seen an OP of that. <laughs> <laughs> but memeing... But Haikyuu's OP really just displays all these all these fresh young men and their talents to the volleyball, but it mostly just displays that relationship, which I feel like in the first season especially is the cornerstone of what will keep you engaged, and that is Hinata and Kageyama's relationship. Because in the first season, because it's the only season I've seen at this point, is them growing to trust each other and overcoming the obstacles they're having from their sort of their past failings. Mm-hmm. And that scene or when they finally, you know, they, they, they do the thing and they both do their little, you know, their little fist clench. And just as the song sort of crescendos, I'm not, I, I played in a band, but I'm not very good with music terms. Yeah. I'm not very musically talented. I'm just do what I do and it usually turns out right. Anyways, so. Everything in this OP just works for me to display the hype that you're getting into. 
I am not the biggest fan of the second OP for Haikyuu. In fact, it was such a... I don't want to, like, piss anybody off, but it was just so unremarkable to me that I remember skipping it every time. But this first OP, I always was hyped for. It always got me in the mood for Haikyuu. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really what the point of an OP is, is it gets you in the mood. Yeah. And this one did a tremendous job of making me want to watch some some volleyball anime. And again, I struggled with this one particularly because I had to say, is it the song I like or is it the visual? But rewatching it, I immediately said, it's the both. <laughs> and so I I really, really like it. And I did not I didn't want to put this on my list because I feel like somebody might listen and say, Oh, you just see high and Q and it's automatically one of your favorites. Nah, dude, it's good. Yeah. I mean, even I got hyped on it. Yeah, I mean, you got hyped on it. You had no reason to get hyped on it. And I think there's another OP that people like, Fly High or something, that they're hyped on from Haikyuu, but I don't care. I haven't seen it yet, so bada bing, bada boom. Therefore, it does not exist. Yeah, I've not seen it. Ergo, it isn't real and you're making shit up. So that was Imagination by Spire from Haikyuu. And speaking of OPs that get you in the mood, my next one is Literature by Taina Ueda from Journey of Elena. departure from the rest of them because a lot of these are hype machines or you know bombastic but like even uh lucky star nichijo are very loud and bombastic but journey of elena is very solemn very quiet very peaceful and it gets you in the mood for this fantasy world where magic happens we have witches there's a there's a structure to this though it's not just wild random magic like most Shows tend to be where anyone could do magic. No, sometimes only certain people can do magic. You can learn, but you also have your innate abilities. And you then you have our protagonist, Elena, and it's kind of belying what Elena is. She looks, the OP makes her look like, oh, she's the, she's the prodigy girl. She's, you know, the main character. She's the the happy-go-lucky protagonist we're going to follow. Meanwhile, in the show, it's like, and of all these fields of flowers, which one's the prettiest? Why me, of course. Yeah. and like, I love her for that, though. I love her self-absorbed nature. And of course, like, hmm, that's a bad situation. Your town's getting destroyed. But what do I get out of this? But it's, it's very pleasant because even though it is very serene and peaceful it does it's a nice bop to beat your head to like rocking back and forth seeing elena side saddle that broom while she's uh flying next to a flock of geese and the way she waves her wand around in that one uh one chorus and what i like about this op is that it has a showcase of all the different locations that elena goes through on her journey 
and having finished the show, it's a nice little walk down memory lane, and that's is, and I like that. Huh. I didn't expect to like the uh, not only the show itself, but the OP. I really like the OP. It's nice, uh, nice and peaceful. It's a good OP. It definitely gives me. It definitely feels like it's perfectly fitting to what Elena is, which is you know a fantasy anime, mm-hmm. a hard fantasy anime too. Not any of this. She was in another world crap. Yeah. I, I get that. I I I didn't like. I personally set up rules for myself. I didn't want to set up rules and restrict you. I struggled actually to not put Elena on here because it was such a good op yeah i know i mean instant classics exist and might be a stretch to say journey of Elena is an instant classic but it's instantly likable yeah definitely i i definitely feel like it has immediate sort of recognition for being a good op at least in my humble opinion as well mm-hmm. i just i just felt like I'm just concerned that people will like me less if I don't have eclectic choices. <laughs> I feel like I have to pick the wild ones, but no, it's I I I I, I pick the stuff. My favorite OPs are Evangelion, Cowboy Bebop. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't say that. Some of the listeners picked that up, but like all those on their list. I mean, you got to be nice to them. I mean, everyone has their own standards for what their favorites are. I liked Cowboy Bebop. I like the music of it. It really gets you in the jazzy mood of the show. But my criteria mm-hmm. is how the song goes with the visuals. And while the visuals are good, they're not really foreshadowing like I would want them to be. They don't really tell me what to expect from the show at, at large. It just gets, it gets me in the mood, and that's a very good thing for it to do. Yeah, well, I feel like also there's there's a lot to that that OP from Cowboy Bebop too. I feel like it's almost reminiscent of a I don't want to say art film because I haven't seen any art films, mm-hmm. but that sort of vibe and that it, the jazz really works well with it. I I don't particularly like it myself either, but I'm also not the biggest Cowboy Bebop fan, but I appreciate it for what it is actually doing. Yeah, there are some cases where I like the OP more than show. Some case where I like the show more than the OP, which in this case would be Cowboy Bebop. I like the show a lot more than the OP, though. But just because it's not on my favorites doesn't mean I don't like it. Cowboy Bebop could be number 11 or number 11,000. Hmm. Well, that's a great way for me to segue into my next OP. Speaking of times you liked the OP more than you liked the show... Mm. My next one is Inferno by Mrs. Green Apple from Fire Force Season 1. It's the first OP. So as I was mentioning earlier, there are some, as we were talking about earlier, I don't know who mentioned it. I'm going to take the, I'm going to take, I'm going to say I mentioned it because it sounds like something I would, maybe, but there are some, I, I think it was definitely you. So there are, there are some OPs that are so good, they make you want to watch the anime. 
Yeah. And no offense to Fire Force, this is legitimately no. This is no attack on Fire Force or what Fire Force is doing, but I'm just saying that Fire Force had some predictable runs. It had a lot of moves that we could have seen coming, and I do like Fire Force. But. But the first OP is what really got me wanting to watch it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like this. I start. I. I I said, I'm going to watch a show, and then I said, Fire Force, everybody likes Fire Force, I'll give Fire Force a chance, now that I'm not being bombarded with ads for it, and having it (laughs) thrown down my fucking windpipe from Funimation at their panels. Fire Force, for the people that made JoJo, you know JoJo? JoJo's great, right? Watch Fire Force on Funimation. Yeah, and it's like, isn't it also on Verb? No! Only funny. (laughs) <laughs> have fun kids will you get the will you get the episode with subtitles or will you get it with no subtitles download the day and find out it's like gotcha but with something that should not be gotcha at all except gotcha but you actually have a chance of losing <laughs> anyway so the op itself is such a hype banger and i think i talked about this during our yearly review yearly retrospect but I love OPs that tell a little bit of a story that convey like, you know, like you're getting a synopsis of what the characters are in the actual opening. And Fire Force does that with the Fire Force. Oh, God, I forgot their what number they are. It's been so long. Hold on a second. <laughs> I'm going to bet it's 99. No, it's one through eight. Oh. It, it, okay. It's six. No, it's eight. Damn it. They're the last one. They're special Fire Force Company 8 because oh. they work on internal investigations. Anyways, so you get to see all of Fire Force Squad 8 doing their thing. You get to see Shinra doing his whole hot stepping. You get to see Arthur using his flamey flame sword. You see even guy who shoots extra hard shoot extra hard. I mean, it's a, it's... A complete summary of their abilities and what they're capable of in this opening as they attack a giant infernal. And it really has a lot of cool, spectacular visuals. I mean, at this point, I think that David Productions, just from their JoJo work, should be considered almost the king of the OP. Mm -hmm. Because some of those JoJo OPs are sheer hype and methodical work to just convey some sort of message and summary that you'll get once you finish the show. Yeah, especially the first four. I still haven't finished uh, Vento Oreo, so I don't know what the symbolism is for uh, fighting fighting gold. Yeah. Man, the CGOPs were rock solid, and I wish they came back. Yes, I am. Anyways, through through the... I'm trying to say, stop saying anyways, man. You gotta get better at this shit. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> As it were... <laughs> the openings really work to just, or at least the first opener, really just showcases all these abilities. Like I was saying earlier, you get some spectacular imagery, even with characters who annoy me, like Cat Girl. I can never, I, it's been so long since I've watched Fire Force, but Cat Girl annoyed the shit out of me because it was always, whoa, I tripped and now you can see my panties. Yeah. And so she was consistently obnoxious, which is why I can't actually say that I like like Fire Force. I wouldn't go on to prom with Fire Force. I'd go to homecoming with Fire Force, but not prom. Hmm. 
Maybe the winner, winner, winner ball. That's the highest I'll go with Fire Force. Shit, man, you had prom, homecoming, and a winter ball? Well, I think we did. I know one of them I didn't go to. We had prom, and we were lucky for it. <laughs> well, my school system had something. It wasn't a winter ball. They called it something else. But if I say what it is, people are going to be like, oh, wow, that sounds lame. And then they'll immediately be able to tell where I live <laughs> or lived. Yeah. But it was, yeah, it was super lame. Yeah. We had our prom at the at the uh, event center at the Talladega Super Speedway. Oh, my God, dude. They had their fucking prom at a racetrack. Jesus. Sweet home Alabama. Where you yeah. at? Talladega County. Jesus. Yeah, I feel like... Oh. I have to specify that every time. We had a Talladega Super Speedway. At the racetrack? Well, it was in the event center. It wasn't on the racetrack. <laughs> just thinking of just couple slow dancing on the first turn of this Talladega Super Speedway. <laughs> while, while something like... I don't know. What do they play at these fucking dances? Cha-cha slide. <laughs> <laughs> Take it back now, y'all. It tells you how to dance. That's what all the white girls say. Sorry, any white girl listeners. Expand your horizons, for God's sake. Oh, my God. Shut up. No. I will not be silenced. So getting to the point of what I'm trying to say Mm -hmm. is that Fire Force really has some visual spectacle going for it. The music syncs up in time with so much of the action. Like, when... The the beat goes way the fuck up at the end, and Shinra does his massive kick flippy thing. It like picks way up, and you're hype with it. And you want to talk about an OP that actually gets you legitimately blood just circulating for a show? It'd be Fire Force, mm-hmm. which is weird because I have experiences with watching the first Fire Force OP, and then immediately the episode being just eh, yeah. And then the second OP came in, and it was just screamo. Well, not screamo. It was. It had some. What's the? What do the kids call it? New metal. I have no idea. When you get to sub sub genres like that, I, 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 I lose it. It's like those Lincoln Park boys. The Linking Park. Isn't that prog rock? No. No, it's alternative. <laughs> alternative it's- is such a big genre. Like, what even is alternative? Alternative is just a catch all drawn. It's like, I don't know what this is, so I'm just calling it alternative. I hate that. I really do. Wikipedia calls them alternative rock, new metal, alternative metal, rap rock, electronic rock, pop rock. And I hmm. guess that depends on which song and album you listen to. Yeah, definitely. Their, their sound has a distinct change from album to album, I feel like. Anyways, Lincoln Park's pretty good, and so is the Fire Force OP. And Where my, where's my Fire Force Lincoln Park AMVs at? <laughs> oh, if we were in a different time, I could believe just, I could, I could just, I could just see all the, the Fire Force, uh, Fire Force AMVs mixed with Lincoln Park's numb. <laughs> I can see it. I can smell it. I can feel it. From the bottom to the top, by the top I stop. <laughs> I'm be- Oh, goodness. 
I'm done. Okay. And speaking of OPs that let you know what the characters are about, I have the one from Akudama Drive. Steel by Spark Sound Show. And I talked about this in it was either the seasonal review or the year review or both. But God damn, is that a good OP? I mean, it starts out just drum rolling, getting you ready. <laughs> Ready for the spark, the sound, and the show. Ooh. And does a very good job at fitting in that new cyberpunk outlaw type of feel that the show is giving. And as I said, it does a really good job at just giving a nice one-line summary of what the character is about with uh, like it starts showcasing the main weapons and tools that all the characters use. And then it has little moments where they're, uh, with the character actually like brawler beats his fist together, so you know he's that you don't know his name yet, but you know he's a fine guy. You see hacker tip tapping at the keyboard, so you know he's the 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 techie type. Uh, doctor licking a scalpel for the fifth time, <laughs> and then <laughs> was it hoodlum just having the OK symbol. <laughs> it's like he's trying to like he's doing the circle game oh well and his pompadour <laughs> pushes up glasses it's part of eastern sort of culture when you make that symbol it means sometimes they're talking about money ah well that makes sense then Nami from One Piece does it all the time ah I see oh. and as well as the good character moments or character summarizations, it has really, 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 really good visuals, especially when it gets to the main chorus and all the characters are turning around and zooming in, and it has, instead of the shadows, it's just like a green screened out, and it has the trippy visuals behind them. That's really nice. I, I can't explain exactly what about it makes it so pleasing, but it's just, mmm, mm. perfect. And then it then it has the has like a little slowdown part, and it kind of goes back again. This time showing the executioners, and that's kind of subtle too. Now that I think about it, because really the uh, Akudama and the executioners are basically the same thing, just on different sides of the law. Right. And it is one of those OPs that uh, comes up in one of the final episodes, and oh, every yeah. time that happens, it's always great. Although. The action didn't really match up to the hype of the OP being used in the in the show, but it's fine. It's still it's still good. It's one of those songs that I had playing in my head for hours on end, several days at a time, and it just never got old. And you know you have a good OP when you can do that. Hmm. Interesting though. Because I, I, I do, uh, yeah, I remember that. And I was, I think I talked about that too, was I was fully excited. I thought it was, 
I thought it was not as fast paced as it should have been the the utilization of the OP, but mm-hmm. still it was pretty good for me. It was just a little bit of that CG visuals didn't exactly propel the hype to the boundaries that it could have. It's something I really like about it is the uh, when it gets through introducing the executioners and it gets to the like showing the wanted posters again and it has a slowdown moment where he's just going first off is he saying kiss me sure why not okay it it's part of that English yeah where I'm not really 100% sure but it's like kiss me don't kiss me and then the drums come in and they sound out of sync but in sync at the same time like frantic but in control and it really adds to the feel of the show I also agree. I also am sad that you did not mention Robot Dance. The Robot Dance is pretty funny. I like the Robot Dance. Wacky, wavy, inflatable, arm-flailing robot man. (laughs) I, 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 I personally like all of your picks. I'm like pretty good. This one never really resonated with me when I watched it. In fact, I skipped it all the time. Ooh. But, I mean, it could just be because Akudama Drive itself is such a hype show that I did not want to get any sort of buffer between me and what I actually wanted to see, which happens sometimes. It's not bad OPs. It's just such a good show, mm-hmm. which I think is a factor in Akudama Drive because Akudama Drive is really fucking good. And another good factor of it is that at the very end, you have the silhouettes of the characters and a preview of some of the personal traumas that they're dealing with why they became Alkadama, what they're striving for, like uh, like Drifter, no, Courier, uh, yeah. on that scene on the couch, where it's <laughs> like, oh, it's his, uh, his caretaker, and the caretaker who died. And then you have Hacker, who has his hands and feet in a web, and that kind of alludes to how trapped he feels and constantly bored. And an interesting little thing, they get grayed out once they're uh, out of the picture. And if you pay real close attention, you'll see that certain characters, their scenes aren't grayed out when you think they should be. Ooh. And of course, like when, uh, what's her name? The main girl. Swindler. Yeah, Swindler. Uh, when she gets her haircut, it reflects that in the OP, which is always nice. Oh yeah, I love when OPs change like to match what's actually what, what is actually going on in the story, especially if it's such a you know a little OP. For example, it's only going to be around for twelve episodes, and they still take that t- extra little detail to do that. Mm-hmm. That's how you get. That's how you get yourself pregnant. <laughs> I mean, it's very attractive. I think it's very cool when they do that. Like, there's a lot of OPs I've seen. The moment that they do something like that, like change just a little factor. Like the Naruto, I think I've talked about this before too, the Naruto opening where when certain characters were getting killed off, it took to them out of the lineup. Mm-hmm. I was hype on that, but I was a little a little grubby hand high schooler, so it was just exciting just to feel like things were actually happening. Yeah. The events of the story are being acknowledged. Wow, I've never seen that before in my, in my Superman and Batman. <laughs> So that's Akudama Drive. Steal by Spark Sound Show. I like that you're actually yelling it and and respecting my stupid little fucking rule about the pronunciation. <laughs> <laughs> it's love is war. <laughs> well, you have to. They put it in there for a reason. 
You have to do it. It's there. They wouldn't just do it for no reason, would they? So, my next show might be a... My next OP might be a number, but you better believe it's, 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 this is a very bad segue. Mm. Uh, hmm. I seem to have lost the magic touch I had from moments ago. It's my, it's 99 from Mob Psycho 100. I'm sorry, guys. If everyone is not special, maybe you can't be what you want to be. So let's land the code to So, I think we, honestly, looking at my entire, my entire lineup, I think Bones actually takes four or so of the OPs, and once again, with 99 from Mob Psycho 100 by The Mob Choir, we see spectacular fucking visuals. Mm-hmm. I mean, you want to talk about a visual treat that just is kind of reminiscent of Osamatsu-san, or well, Osamatsu-san is reminiscent of it. Yeah. With just the hyper, just the hyper transitions in the wonderful amount of colors and illusions, ninety nine just excels in every single realm. Because I remember, I remember being so hyped on this OP when Mob Psycho one hundred first came out, and I showed it to my friend John. I was saying, John, this anime is wow! Look at this OP, and he was just blown back too. Look by all the, uh, the animation, and just again the spectacle of the colors and everything. And then he watched the show and he hated it. Oh. Yeah. He did not like Mob Psycho 100 at all. Even though it's basically just one punch. One punch mentalist. (laughs) One thought man. One thought man. (laughs) But yeah, Mob Psycho 100 is just a... The OP is just sheer visual candy. With all the little changes and all the way the music itself just perfectly just blends in with what you're seeing from i was gonna call him hair boy from hair boys shouts to just the to just all the little transitions that happen in from like scene to scene in this op and those sudden morphings of characters and such it just works so fucking well i envy i really sometimes when i see ops like this i really want to see who storyboarded this just to see who said you know this is what's going to happen this is what we're going to do after this who planned this out because Mm -hmm. i think you see some of this and you think oh the ingenuity that's involved but mob psycho 199 and even the second one 99.9 they both just when i look at them i wonder who possessed the brilliance to say that this is what this is what we're going to make this is what's going to happen because just again some of the spectacle involved the colors the there's just so much to it dude i cannot i feel like i picked a bad op because i don't know how i could possibly explain this to you in a way that would show you how much i love it and i don't think it's my favorite i think my final one is probably my favorite yeah if i had to pick a favorite out of all 10 of these but I really just implore people, I cannot express how good this OP is if you haven't seen it, to just watch the OP, look at the visual magnificence that is involved in it, and watch Mob Psycho 100 too, because it's actually really funny. 
I mean, I watched the OP. I watched all the OPs on your list just to get familiar with them. And if I had to describe it as anything, it's visual stream of consciousness. Yeah. Definitely so. I definitely feel like if there was some storyboarding involving, it would be somebody. And then he turns into this, and then this happens. And then, <laughs> you know, just this happens. And they're just sitting there taking notes like, I, this guy's on a roll. I don't know what he's saying, but he's saying it. He's making our dreams a reality. Write that down. Write that down. But it, it really, yeah, visual stream of consciousness is perfectly apt for Mob Psycho 100's opening. But that music, all of it, it's good. It's good. And it continues to trend with their second OP, 99.9, which I don't like as much as this one because there's just from the moment that that drum beat starts in with the the upward jump through the cityscape, it it just, it's it's good. It's, 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 It's an anime treat for the soul. And I really like it. And I'm sorry that I talked too much about it with not saying anything at all. Well, it's I mean, been, it happens sometimes. This has been my TED Talk on Mob Psycho 100's first OP 99 by Mob Choir. <laughs> and speaking of <laughs> choirs, yeah, uh, which is a which is a student group in a school similar to the Acting League, which is taken part of by the character of this show with the op of wild side by ollie <laughs> oh my god dude could you i, I heard some joys. This is Wild Side by Ali of B Stars. And man, what do I gotta say about this B Stars? It's got the How many OPs do you see where they have stop motion little figures and glue drool coming out of that wolf mouth? I mean, how do they even do that? Someone tell me. I don't know. I don't know how stop motion works. They, they pause, and then they take a picture, and then they pause and take a picture. Yeah, I tried that once. It was shit. My bionicles well, could not... We're not good actors. You was your bionicles? Yeah. Why not? You know what? I'm not gonna... I'm not gonna hate on your creativity. Thank you. I give... I, I You know what? I bet it was good. I bet the story of... What are the bionicles called? Waklu, Kanku, Koatau... Excuse me. Excuse you. It's it's Tahu, Kotaku, Tahu. Kopaka, Lewa, Gali, Anua, and Pohatu. And I'll thank you to remember that. I will not. That sounds like absolute. I feel like a parent listening to you talk <laughs> about those names. They're Y2, Y2K, Triple H. They have to save Matanui from the evil spirit Makuta. What the fuck? <laughs> Anyways, back to Beat the boy with the devil stick. 
It's Leva with axe chopping action. <laughs> but Beastars is a fantastic OP because it's it goes into the mixed media that's part of the show where the the show blends CG and 2D animation flawlessly or fairly flawlessly and the OP has very nice very nice stop motion and that part where the forest turns into uh, Louis's antlers always gets me. It's oh like, yeah, that's Ooh, that's brilliant. so clever. It's like it's like reverse puppets. It's like reverse he's controlling he's controlling the strings but from below. <laughs> and then you have uh, the day night cycle where you see uh Legoshi and Haru's relationship where it seems friendly but on the do- on the dark side it's kind of bloodlusty. But well there's yeah. lust, there's lust no matter what. And it really alludes to the the uh, conflict in Lugoshi of do I actually like Haru or is this my primal instinct taking over to tell me eat this rabbit? Yeah. And just mixing that in with some swanky ass jazz, just mm, yeah. Oh yeah. I mean that song is an actual journey. It starts off with such a you know the. He's talking really fast. He's going like it's you're feeling dark and like you're trapped in the woods. And then when he finally picks it up, you feel like you're in a little dance. You're doing a little dance like Lagoshi and Aru. Yeah, it's a good op. And when that trumpet comes in at the start, it's like, oh please put me back on Mr. Skeletal's wild wild ride. I'm enjoying this. Yeah, I love when that. I love just from the very moment that. Those trumpets come in. I feel like Netflix should honestly just have a system where you always, you if it's a super certain series, you always pick to uh, not skip that intro. Because mm-hmm. I get so annoyed when I watch stuff that's actually good, and it's like, you want to skip the opening? No, I do not. Yeah. Shout out to those really good anime that have cold opens that forces Netflix to play that from the beginning so that you can then... Uh, breeze right into the op yeah also shout out to also shout out to animes that don't have an op and just decide to just keep up with the story <laughs> looking at you jobless reincarnation wink interesting yeah no op the it's just a song that plays during certain scenes and then you see credits but the story is still going and i know re-zero doesn't air their opening three-fourths of the time yeah. Also, shout out to the action shows that forego the ED and just have the credits overlaying the action scenes. That's how you know it's getting it's getting good. Like this oh, is the end game. I love when they do the credits over over the ending because that's just I love I love when we get more plot per episode. That's what I'm into. Mm-hmm. So I like when they do that. In particular, in, in particular, I'm thinking of uh, JoJo Part Three where. It's Jotaro versus Dio, and the credits are rolling in, and you think, oh, could this be the end of Dio? Is this it? Is this the final straw? And then Dio gets his uh, last hurrah and becomes Dio! Becomes capital D-I-O. And, and also shout out to One Piece, who just said, fuck EDs, we're just doing one long OP. <laughs> Which shook me the first time I saw it. 
Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what's happening? This is going on for a while. Pretty innovative system, though. We'll give Toei that. Yeah. That's all I got to say about the wild side by Ali. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, speaking of JoJo. Hey, I'm, here we go. I'm putting my obligatory JoJo OP on here. And for the listeners at home, what you, what do you think it is? <laughs> Vote now on your phones. <laughs> text text the, an- the answer to 66771. And be entered to win a free chess set with half the pieces missing. <laughs> and that may have a slight soda stain all over the middle of the board. Anyways, my 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 favorite this was kinda hard for me because I think all the JoJo OPs really except let's be honest, Chase. I ain't I ain't fucking playing with you Chase likers. What do you uh, mean Chase them, is good? You think wrong. Actually, I don't think Chase is bad. I just don't think it's very JoJo, you know? You know, no? I th- I think at this point we had seen such interesting sort of takes on what an OP could be, and then Chase comes on, and it's just... It feels more stapled to the sort of shonen genre than anything else. It doesn't feel like a JoJo from what we had previously experienced, like I said. Yeah. But anyways, to get to the fucking point... <laughs> I my next pick is Jojo Sonochino Kiyoku End of the World. There was a week we like did that strictly anime episode. I've become really aware of how bad I'm pronouncing these. <laughs> you just gotta Thanks, go Courtney, for, for it. making me feel stupid. You gotta look at it once and then just go for it. Yeah. If you hesitate, then you die. Okay, well then, Jojo Sono Chino Keiku, Ends of the World. There you oh, go. Don't. Okay. By Joe Stars, which is actually a sort of a super group. I think it's got Coda and it's got the dude from the first one, as you can obviously hear. Mm-hmm. So anyways, you want to talk about starting an OP and feeling like you are being hunted? <laughs> welcome to the... Welcome to this OP. From the very moment it played, I was nervous. Mm-hmm. Because while at this point this airs when they're in the depths of Egypt and they're facing, you know, the the they're named after the gods, right? Yeah. And this is such a off kilter sort of OP to I think it literally plays before the fucking Mariah fight. <laughs> You know, the Mariah episode. Mm-hmm. Magnets. And it, magnets, how do they work? <laughs> you put them in your boobs, and then they... They moiter you. So there's just a sort of a weird sort of just dissonance to what this OP is actually doing and to what you're seeing on the screen for the shenanigans that are JoJo. But that said, the OP is brilliant with the CG, the characters running... Mm-hmm. And time 
with the anime and all these sort of visual spoilers that you don't realize are spoilers until, you know, after you experience. Because you see, as they're climbing the the stairs, you're seeing, you know, the outlines of the stand users that are going to be fighting as they go through Egypt. Yeah. And then you get that, that fucking ending with the ha, 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 <laughs> as they're all, their faces are appearing. God. It's fuck. Yeah. Yeah, they get, they get in the line and then it goes, Stan! And then switches to her stance like, oh! Mm. It's a good OP. And then you get to the end with the the, the, the obligatory Jotaro aura, aura moment. Mm-hmm. And then, and then, and then, and then you get to the, uh, you get to the final fight with Dio. And then... <laughs> David Production says, we about to fuck with you, yeah. the audience. Because Dio time stops the OP. And it's it's wild because they do that. And every, after this, they do this for every single opening at the end when they're fighting the final boss or final, the big bad. Mm-hmm. And I think of all of them, the Joe, the Dio one is the best. In yeah, my humble opinion. They do it for uh, the part one, part two. I think, I don't know if they do it for the part three uh, OP1, but part part three OP2, when it gets to the final boss, they add sound effects to all the OPs and like all the punches, all the steps. It's like, it adds an extra layer to it. Oh yeah, I totally forgot about the fact that they add sound effects. I love that too. I just... I, I love all the JoJo OPs, honestly. Except Chase, like I said. Except Chase. Yeah. And if you and, want to talk about like adding, changing the OP halfway through, this takes it to a next level because before they meet actually meet Dio, it, uh, it seamlessly gets to where uh, Star Platinum is punching and then Dio sh- the silhouette of Dio shows up right behind him and the song goes without missing a beat. But then when they meet Dio... Then uh, then we finally see Dio stand, actually take action, and Dio slowly, smugly walking behind him while time has stopped, which works in the OPS, it does in the show. He just teleports behind uh, Jotaro, and then they go into their new uh, attack rush. Yeah, the attack rush. That's And that's sheer... I feel like I pick consistently hype OPs, but for the journey you get to here and the ominous sort of vibe that this opening has, which again, I think works in some favors, it works especially well at the end mm-hmm. when they're making that attack on Dio's castle and Vanilla Ice is just murdering just one after the other, wiping it out like meme reference Tomato Town. Yeah. <laughs> And there's just an ominous sort of dread that fills because you're getting characters that you don't want to die just fucking get murdered. And it's such an ominous OP, and I really love that it can manifest this sort of just weird sort of... I don't want to say eclectic, but it almost is because it's just ominous but hype. Scarily, scary adrenaline. Yeah. I mean, this OP is really all about Dio and Jotaro rising up to combat him. Like when uh when it gets to the part where they go ah and you see all the like the yellow spots in the scenery back there those are all the spots where Dio uses time stop ability and see them popping up one after the other while everyone's looking on and then it goes over to 
all the different scenes on how Dio combats and basically kills or dispatches the characters and the methods that he uses, it's foreboding. Yeah, you want to know something? Mm-hmm. I did not know anything about those yellow spots or anything like that. Yeah, I've, I learned all about this from uh, the Mother's Basement series on what is an OP. Ooh. And it's a really good, it's an eye-opener at seeing just how much foreshadowing is done in all the JoJo OPs. Mm. Well, now I'm going to have to go watch it. I know the obvious one. I, all the foreshadowing in the second one is plainly obvious once you get through it. But mm-hmm. now that I'm going to have to definitely rewatch this one. He even gets Again. to he even gets to like the the foreshadowing in the last train home ED, which uh, <sighs> That's... really hurts. Yeah, dude. If we ever do an ED, I'm spoilers. Last train home is gonna be on there. Mm-hmm. God, I love I love that song. I mean, JoJo's introduced me to so much, or not introduced me. It introduced me to Roundabout and Last Train Home. <laughs> like I didn't know Walk Like an Egyptian. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Or I Want You by Savage Garden. Well, I didn't know Part 5's EDs. (laughs) (laughs) Part 5 EDs are absolutely amazing. Mm -hmm. Every time I close my eyes, it it feels feels so horny. (laughs) All right. Well, speaking of feeling so horny, (laughs) that has been... This has been the Otaka Melancholy Podcast. This has been this has been Sono Jojo Sono Chino Kyoku End of the World. Oh by Joe Stars. Speaking of Jojo OPs, my next OP is Sono Chino Sadame by Hiroaki Tomi Tominaga. We have our tier list of JoJo P's and consistently I have this one tied with Sonochiro Kiyoku as the best ones purely because of the amount of symbolism in the OPs. Like the I'm gonna to refer to them as Kyoku and Sodomy. I'm not saying the whole damn thing for both of them. Just say ends of the end of world or whatever. And what's so Sonochino Sodomy got? Sonochino Sodomy. But where where Kyoku the rules. Where Kyoku has the has all its fantastic stuff with Dio and the foreshadowing with that. Uh, Sadame has a wonderful sh- foreshadowing of the entire five with uh, Jonathan and Dio, while also taking place entirely in the mansion. And when I found that out, it was like a stage set, realizing that, like, oh, even these scenes that take place outside the house 
are portrayed as being inside the house, and they're using murals. And, like, the statue in the center, you uh, switching from the shield to the dagger to the mask. All tools that were used against, uh, that were used in some way against Dio. And the one thing that always gives me goosebumps is after Dio is shot by all the uh, officer pistols. And Jonathan points his hands towards the sky uh, after mourning the loss of his father. And then the music crescendos with Dio foot stomping on the pillar ascending from hell. The burning house. That always gives me goosebumps. Oh, it's it's a good one. And Goodbye, JoJo. <laughs> and one of my favorite parts at the beginning and the end is when they have the manga strips. Uh, at the beginning, they have the manga strips of all of the JoJo characters from current to the first. I believe it starts at part five or six. Yeah, it starts at six with Jolene. Then it goes to Jorno, then Josuke, Jodoro, John, um, uh, Joseph, and then Jonathan. And then it go busts into the mansion. And at the very end, in a similar fashion, you see the relationship between Jonathan and Dio. How it starts out with them uh, just in absolute rivalry, fighting each other. And it goes backwards through their history. And it finishes with them... Basically meeting for the first time. Hi, I'm Jonathan. I am Dio. Dio Brando. And it's like, oh, they... If if it weren't for Dario Brando, they could have been friends. Hmm. Probably not. No. Maybe, yeah, Dio was always meant to be Dio. Dio is such an odd character. I still cannot believe how much happens in that first episode. Like... I thought it took like three episodes for Danny to get lost, but no. I thought it was four episodes before they get to the time skip, but no. <laughs> Dio doing a speed run of being a dick. <laughs> Holding the world record, too. <laughs> Blindfolded 100% walkthrough of being an asshole. So, yeah, it's... it's uh, Basically, I'm cheating by saying... uh that Sadame and Kyoku are tied. I'm just going to say that. Yeah, Matt speaks for me in saying that it's one of his favorites too. Yeah. Well, honestly, I struggle. Uh, if I had to pick it, I actually struggle between this one and <laughs> Crazy Noisy Bizarre Town for my <laughs> JoJo representation. Yeah. I prefer. I actually prefer. Um, was it Shining Justice? Great days. Great days. I prefer great days over crazy, noisy, bizarre town. Yeah, honestly, the first time I heard uh, great days, I like went full on closing my ears going awful, awful trash. (laughs) But it it really did grow on me like exponentially over time. I was amazed by how much I did grow to love that song and OP. Yeah. You want to know what grew on me really quickly? What? Fighting gold. Fucking Coda. Coda, does, Coda is a special gift. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are certain OPs that you just listen to, and they're immediately, you immediately recognize how awesome they are. I, I, I think you know a lot of the JoJo ones, except maybe Chasing Great Days, really did that for me. Mm-hmm. The first time I heard Traders Requiem, I almost forgot that there were any other JoJo OPs. I was like, oh my god. 
I was just so overwhelmingly thrilled, but again, but I haven't actually finished part five. I'm in the, I'm in the middle of the Metallica fight, and I've just been on hold for an indefinite amount of time. Yeah. And I'm probably, by the time I'm going to go back, I'm going to forget who anybody is, and I'm going to be like, wait, where did this character go? I thought they were alive. <laughs> so, there you go. I'll get you eventually, JoJo Part 5. I haven't seen Fuka in a while. I guess he's dead. JoJo's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know why that's funny. Well... This is the time for me to try to force a segue one last time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Listen here. Uh, I, bookends. I'm doing bookends. I started with Full Metal Alchemist, and now I'm going to end with Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Well, you still have one more. Do I? Yeah. Erased. Ah, oh, fuck off, then. God, I don't even. I forgot about erased. I don't want to do it anymore. No, do it. I like that one. Uh, well, I wanted to talk about hologram, but I guess I'll talk about fucking erased. Oh shit! Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so yeah, erased or regarding, regarding or re re. <laughs> GG re re. wonderful buoyant time when Erased was airing and we were all excited for next week's episode to find out what was going to happen. And when that happened, I just appreciated the sheer brilliance that was the opening. Mm. And the opening itself is a really good song. I love Asian Kung Fu Generation. Any OP they've ever done, I think, is automatically their music propels it to being excellent. After Dark, Haruka Kanada. Mm-hmm. They, they just always knock it out of the park with whatever they throw down. But... This one, I don't know why, hit me especially harder. And I want to say what really sealed the deal for me to make this one of my favorites is that as you're on your first go-through of this OP, there's something a little bit off. Yeah. And and it's not just the fact that there are certain characters who have their eyes covered and you know eventually their eyes are uncovered whenever a certain event happens but they don't interact with a certain character in every single scene he's in hmm and he's just always in the background he's always on the outskirts well eventually something happens in the anime where that character is rendered non-existing and he's removed from the opening erased you would say erased you would say and then it all makes sense why he's not being interacted with, how he's being weirdly ignored. You're like, oh, oh, maybe this isn't like this timeline wasn't supposed to be real. Yeah. And then this new timeline where all these characters do exist as these characters, their black blindfolds are removed. You, The character's basically removed from every single part he's in, including the very, you know, the very first time you see him. And it's wild to me. And it just starts off with such a just 
I don't want to spoil Erased for the like two people who haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. Well, I don't want to spoil it for you. Because I do think Erased is a fun ride on that first go-through. Mm-hmm. But from the very moment that you see Sato in the movie theater sitting down with his younger version of himself and it transitions into his you know his fun high his fun middle school no it's elementary school days where you're seeing this fun sort of jovial lifestyle but in the background you know he's living in this lifestyle because he's having to solve his mother's death yeah. and find out what he can do and there's just this when the song finally slows down and you see the three sort of major women in his life, his mom, Aerie, and a little girl who cucks him. <laughs> Spoilers, I guess. Still a little bit salty about it, I guess. Mm. So, and then you're seeing like, oh, they're all happy. And then they shift to red with the killer in the background. That it just, it's one of these OPs. That sets up all the spoilers that you could ever need. It shows so much without expecting you to just, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't ham-fistedly just give you the spoilers. You kind of have to just look in deep. And once you finish the show and you go back to it, you'll notice little things that I did. Like, why does it feel off that this character is ever being looked at or talked with by the other characters? And then he, they're removed and it's, oh, and it all makes sense. And then all the imagery that kind of floods in, uh, pun intended actually, <laughs> really makes just 100% of us just, it, it works so well. And then there's one of my favorite little shots, I think, in, I want to say all of anime opedum because I just think about it a lot, but the one where he's, you know, just flying, flailing through the air with these scenes of his life that flashed by on film in the background and foreground. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's, it's just, it's this kind of like imagery brilliance that makes me wonder who comes up with these sort of, who plans these sort of openings and endings. Yeah. Because sometimes, you know, we do see a lot of tropes in these sort of things where it's the sun. Yeah. <laughs> reach out for the sun. We're Grab running. The sun. Running. There's guts. There's <laughs> guts again. <laughs> Oh gosh, you better believe I was gonna troll your ass and put the Berserk '97 OP on here. Tell me why. Tell me why. Tell, tell me, why, me what you. Tell me why. Don't know why. Don't know why. Don't know what. Just. <laughs> I actually like that song, but those visuals are shit to you, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Am I worth watching Berserk or or a uh, what was that stupid show? Gosh, I can't remember. Saved by the Bell. There you go. That's close enough to what I wanted to say. (laughs) But Erased is one of those things that really appeals to me again. Like, all these OPs appeal to me specifically. That's why they're on my fucking list. Get off my back. But I love when anime put the spoilers. They kind of summarize what is going to happen. And you're just thinking on your first go-through, what a wild visual. Whoa. Water's flooding the school. Mm-hmm. And then you finish the anime and you go, you rewatch it and you say, oh, that's why that's happening. Oh, that's why that character is doing this in the background. Yeah. Oh, that's what's happening over there. And then when you get that experience, it flips the OP on its head. And I love those experiences. And Riri really does that for me. And I think it was the perfect OP, perfect pairing with Erased, this, this thriller that 
was really exciting all the way up till maybe the last little ending. I think the ending soured the taste for a lot of people. I don't hate the ending as much as other people seem to do. I think the manga ending's way better. Yeah. But I, I do appreciate that they won pictures. You know, they didn't, they actually made an adaptation and decided to go with an anime original ending. I don't know what they could have done, but just made a crappy ending that said movie later, <laughs> as we're seeing might be the popular trend. But that is regarding the regarding of Riri by Asian Kung Fu Generation, which I just love saying their fucking name. I mean, it's a good name. It's good OP, too. I mean, it's in- I instantly liked it. I remember when you told me about it uh, some time ago when we were talking about OPs, and I just looked a bunch of your suggestions up, and I watched it again yesterday and had the guitar coming in. It's like, oh, this is a nice little jam. And then when the vulgar hits, I'm like, mmm, mmm, damn, I remember liking this. Yeah, it's a good OP. It's really a, it's a fucking bop. And again, imagery, perfect imagery that works well with what's going on. And yeah, it spoils and summarizes and condenses the story and has a lot of just plot points in it that you won't know until you finish the show. Even without watching the show, the uh, OP is kind of a journey that takes a rewatch because it starts out, it seems like it's a normal story about a elementary school teacher just, you know, he's wandering the halls of the school some students are playing and he's looking out like huh those kids are having fun it's nice that they're enjoying their life and i get the feel that's what it's going to be about and then i see a bunch of stop a bunch of pocket watches some blood on a thigh a bunch of messed up imagery i'm like i'm not having a good time here and like you said when it gets to the theater and no one's sitting there when at the Mm -hmm. beginning it was the, uh, was the main character and a young kid, which I presumed was a younger version. Mm-hmm. And then watching it over again has a really different feel that the vocals that originally had a very jaunty, like, you know, carefree tune were now very solemn and melancholic. Mm-hmm. So very good job on the OP's part for having a double meaning without having to change anything. Yeah, and it, it it really it really works well, I think, as just a, a sheer just entertaining piece to set you up for what you're seeing in the show. And speaking of OPs that really tell you what the show like a like go into some really deep imagery and some nice foreshadowing into what the show is going to be about, this next one is not it. We have. Through the Night by Masahiko Arimatsu from Outlaw Star, the, the 1998 space sci-fi classic by Sunrise, creators of Gundam, 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 and Cowboy Bebop, and Gundam. And Love Live. And Love Live. Yeah, 
and I gotta tell you, when Sunrise isn't making some peak 90s Gundam, they were making some peak Apex 90s, like, original anime. Fuck's sakes, Cowboy Bebop and Outlaw Star being, like, peak performance 90s? I mean, you, you can even see it in the OP. It starts out with, like, you remember, uh, the G Gundam, uh, fly, th- uh, what was it called again? Fly in the sky. Yeah, fly the sky. How it starts out. Fly the sky. And you're you're in the roller coaster already. It starts out with that too, with some like synth drum wave, like do 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 do, and and it's basically a showcase of the main character Gene Starwind, <laughs> and he's just going through. All these different action scenes, like he's he's got the typical I'm running scene, but he's running for his life as he's he's trying to dodge this missile which blows up right behind him and he just casually sidesteps it. And it just shows this it clearly shows the story of, you know, the titular outlaws of the titular outlaw star of the ship, and it goes through all the different characters and it sells the feel of the sci fantasy, which I did not realize I loved so much until I saw this OP at how core sci fantasy it is, where you have an outlaw trying to take an android girl to the Galactic Lade Line, which is the alien's uh, repository of all universal knowledge, while he's trying to avoid her getting captured by Neo Taoists. <laughs> Meanwhile, they're on. Spaceships which have grappler arms, so they could do kung fu, uh, kung fu moves against each other. I mean, can you get any more peak nineties than that? I mean, I. You even have like space sam- space future samurai, and like cat girls of the Kataro Kataro clan. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. I've never seen Outlaw Star. Outlaw Star is a trip. Yeah, I just saw watch the OP and I said, huh? Outlaw Stars is like if you mix Space Dandy with Cowboy Bebop. I am intrigued. It is. It's very intriguing. Hmm. I'm gonna have to eventually watch it, I feel like, by not by saying, I've never seen Outlaw Star. People going like, oh, you've never seen Outlaw Star. Okay. <laughs> At the very least, you should see the OP. It's so good. Oh, I watched it. Oh, you did? Well, then, yeah. there you go. I mean, I was intrigued enough by it, but I just, you know, again, I keep putting more and more on my plate. Like, I have all the time in the world to watch anime. Mm-hmm. When I really just do not, as much as I wish I did. It has a really nice segment where it has some film roll pictures of all the characters just in their casual... And uh, just casual lifestyle. Similar thing with uh, the Eighth MS team has some nice snapshot pictures of them. The characters just being them. And I, oh, I Eighth like MS that. team. Eighth MS team is on was on my short list too. Yeah. It, it, it that's also just has but that also has the boon of being an OVA OP, so it looks visually magnificent. Mm-hmm. I think compared to these other things, but I mean, obviously all. All OPs are gonna look good unless you just don't give a shit. Yeah, like uh, 
like a what was it sorcerer stabber orphan remake oh yeah that one was just i could not i could not with that 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 crap i saw that show on my watch list and i remember the op and i'm i was offended (laughs) the op offended you it's so shit yeah, the song is okay, but I just don't. I just don't think it. it, it it's, it's a shitty OP for a shitty show. Yeah. Nobody cared, and it's plainly obvious. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, it's a nice sci fantasy setting with spaceships, caster guns, neo towers, and holograms and the like. With holograms, you say? Yes, I say. With holograms, you say? <laughs> Indeed. Why do you ask? Holograms. <laughs> okay, now I'm getting to the the shit I actually want to talk about. As we have established, I love Full Metal Alchemist. <laughs> and I love the second OP for Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Before you get your panties in a wad going like, again is way better, or this other OP is better. Nah, you're wrong. Congratulations, here's your degree from wrong university. You're valid dick wrongian. So, why do I pick this one? Well, for one thing, I think it goes back to what I was saying before, that it has perfect just, not symbolism, but it premeditates and shows what is going to be happening in the ongoing events of the series and obviously i think the first one again by yui uh this is hologram by nico touches the walls by the way sorry i didn't mention that before oh yeah bookends too fuck off bookends yeah bookends bookends started with the full male alchemist gonna end with the full male alchemist because that's just the kind of piece of trash i am so from the moment this OP starts with this black and white just scene of Ed and Al as it just what I love about the scene so much is as it passes through Ed's auto mail, it goes like the camera phases through Alphonse's helmet and goes through it, allowing you to see the blood sigil that is binding his soul to that suit of armor. Yeah. And from that moment, the OP just it I love every single little bit of it. The music, this sort of the the rock that goes with it, the sort of slow down as they're in the rain looking over Central, which is having a little bit of sunlight peek through it. It almost kind of reminds me of the second... And I want to say... This is just going to be me gushing for a while. I'm sorry. I want to say that it's sort of just a little bit of a take on the second Ready, Steady, Go, that OP, because I had the same thing. You know, There was a scene where they were sitting down and underneath a tree and then Winry, you know helps ed up and there's the sunlight again yeah and i want to say it's an homage to that and not just tropes that are being overused because then that makes me sound like a hypocrite and 
I'm so hypocritical, I'll never admit I'm a hypocrite. <laughs> but we get a flash of all the characters, you know. I think they take more time to focus on the newer characters. But there's just so much to it that I love, from, like, the panning of all the... All these, uh, all of Mustang's underlings up to him in front of the uh, the banner of Central or Armistice. I always get the name wrong for the country. Yeah. But there's just such visual flair in every single piece of this fucking OP. I cannot stress enough how much I love it. From Ed being pulled through the gate with a PO from a BOV shot of Al to just these little pictures of all the homunculi Mm -hmm. and even the little spoiler about father who you see just you know with his cup out collecting you know collecting what you would appear to be wine but if you know you know (laughs) and then it goes perfectly into this action scene with ed fighting you know fighting just dude i fucking love this op the fucking action scenes are good the the action scenes are great. Mm-hmm. The little bits of it just culminate for an epic sort of scene I really love. I love that little fight where Ed is fighting greed and gluttony who just yeets himself off into the oblivion. <laughs> <laughs> Missing Ed completely. And then it transitions into Mustang roasting Lust alive, which is one of the, I think, I think... If I had to make a top 20 list of moments in anime, him fucking roasting Lust Alive would be on that list for me, for sure. Yeah. Because it's so powerful, and it's such a just hard scene. But just all the action, and just the music syncing perfectly with it, from them fighting Wrath. Uh, I forget this dude's name, and I don't want to say what I know him as, because that's a spoiler, too. <laughs> but it just... It culminates into just just this fade out of the song as the Edward as the Alphonse brothers Alphonse brothers what the fuck Matt <laughs> the Elric brothers step set back on their journey on some train tracks and just every little bit about this OP just does it for me just every little visual every little sight I cannot express enough just how much I love this fucking OP and again I think one of the things that also kind of sealed the deal for me and. You know, this is just me playing up to my sort of cards. It's the last OP that they play when Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood ends. Mm-hmm. It's the OP you get over the shots of all the characters, you know, as they're living their lives, for better or for worse. Yeah. That OP is playing, and I feel it, it perfectly works to summarize, you know, to say, like, hey, it was a good day. We had a good run. See you later. <laughs> or maybe not. And it just expresses this to me, the journey that the Elric brothers go on throughout the series. And just the hype parts of it, the high parts when they really hit in the action scenes get me going. The low parts as they're sitting in the rain work to just, it just works, dude. It just fucking works. It just works. I love this OP so much. It's... This might actually, I, I don't want to say it's my favorite OP and trap myself in that corner forever because then people will hold me to that until the day I fucking perish, as I have learned. Well, I mean, you, you're already in the corner of Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. That would just cement you further. Yeah, I don't want to be the guy who's just the fucking FMA stan. I mean, at this point, forever. you might as well just build up your fort. Go all in. I mean, I'm, 
I mean, I might as well. I mean, I might as well just say, yep, I'm an FMA stan. I liked what I saw in Adult Swim and I never got over it. <laughs> but I mean, I just, you know, even rewatching the original series, I'm still reminded of how much I love the show, how much I love all the characters. And I can't wait to finish the original and get to go to Brotherhood because Brotherhood's, you know, way better. Yeah. League's better. I don't think that's a hot take at all unless you're Dan. <laughs> Which confounded me, but Dan is a smart dude. And so I'm sure Dan has his reasons, and I respect Dan's reasons. But I love this OP. The first OP, again, by Yui, is a really solid second place if I had to pick something from Brotherhood. And even the fourth one is also extremely solid. But it's... Full Metal Alchemist just does it, dude. You know what? Fuck it. I'm an we. I'm an FMA stand now. Sorry, guys. <laughs> That's gonna be the only personality I have anymore. <sighs> it's, we talked about a new anime. That reminds me of this time in Full Metal Al- in FMA. <laughs> yeah, it's it was. Yeah, and I'm gonna. It's just gonna be what I was like. It's like it's good, but it's not Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Good, I say. It's Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood as a nine on my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> you. That's the reason why Full Malcolm's Brotherhood lost to Attack on Titan that one week. Yeah. If only you gave it a 10. I just, I don't know why I couldn't give it a 10. I just didn't feel like a 10 to me. But it was easy to pick this as one of my favorites. Yeah. Hologram by Nico Touches the Walls from Full Malcolm's Brotherhood, the second OP. It was easy. Easy breezy, some might say. And speaking of cover girls, <laughs> we have Easy I Have Easy Breezy by Kelmico from Keep Your Hands Off Isaacin, or Azakin as is actually pronounced, but I refuse to say it correctly. Yeah, at this point you can't. I just, I just like keep your hands off. That way I can avoid, avoid the scrutiny. I just go Isaac in because I can. Because the eyes okay in. But it's not. This doesn't really hold a candle to the ED, which I prefer a lot more. But I was watching through all the OPs, like on my short list. And when I got to Easy Breezy, like we all know it's a meme. It's a meme. It's a good meme. We've seen all the parodies for it. There's even a. I'm sure it's an Ed and Eddie parody out there somewhere. But I mean, for God's sake, there's even a Destiny 2 parody of it. It's quite fun. And just watching through it, all the different personalities being summed up in the like the clockwise uh, poster board style for each of the characters of uh, like the very boxy Kanamori. Uh, she's very organized and straightforward. Subasa, who is kind of the intermediary between uh, Kanamori's straightforwardness, but Asakusa's zaniness, 
And then you have Asakusa herself is just a little gremlin. <laughs> She's just a little gremlin. Just a little gremlin. And uh, I was watching this OP and remembered that I had the Isaacin manga on the on the way. And being just so excited to read it. I like I'm I'm excited to read that manga. I want to see the more of the story of Isaacin and see where these characters go, what challenges they have to face and how they're going to achieve their dreams and that's really at the core is if you're excited about something, you know it's good. Right. Plus it's just an absolute banger of a song and just like uh Akadama Drive, it just stays in your head. I mean, and that's definitely that's definitely one of the points of Isaac that I can give it is that it perfectly characterizes the leads through the sheer the little visuals it has. And you know I I mean, I think the little poses they make are all applicable to the characters they are mm-hmm. too, which is really cute. You know, you have not Asakusa or Kanamori girl who's doing a very sort of elegant pose almost like a ballerina dancer. Yeah. Subami. You've got Yes, well, I can't, she was the least important to me. You got Asakusa doing her geeky little <laughs> her geeky little pose. And then you got Kanamori with her long lankiness, just holding her hands out, pushing people away. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it works. It works. It just works. It just works. <gasps> and plus, there's something really trippy about the... Uh, like the sh- the shower curtain square reflective material in the background while they're doing their silhouette dances. Mm-hmm. Something about it just it sets the mood right. I don't know why. I I mean I think it does. I think the the zaniness of the op mixing with all that really just cements this. The it facilitates. Keep trying to use diverse words. Good on you, Matt. It facilitates the feelings it wants you to, you know, the sort of the whimsical nature that you want to have going on for it, you know? Yeah. Well, what can I do with a fucking yeah? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah? 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 Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean... I mean, I just don't. Uh, now that I've seen this OP, I don't see whatever they could ever possibly use to replace it. There's no other. It just feels like this is the natural foregone conclusion for an OP for Isaacin. Yeah, you just can't capture lightning in a ball twice. But if you do, if you do, they make a season two. They are not gonna. It's just one of those things. Like they're not gonna be able to fulfill people. After seeing the first one. It just isn't going to work. That might just be the strategy. Instead of trying to surpass it, they're going to go in a wild new direction. Kind of like the Attack on Titan OP. Oh, well, that Attack on Titan OP is... I I think that works perfectly mm-hmm. for what we're currently seeing. There is no hopeful re- hopeful fight for humanity in this this season. There's no hope. There is no hope. Everything is hitting the fan. There's no reason to have a Sasageo song or a German and German and German and Jaeger song. There's no hope for us in this hell that we have found ourselves in. Yeah. And speaking of having no hope, we have been the Otaka Melancholy uh, Podcast. That, 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 
<laughs> we got we got listener shit to do. Yeah, I just wanted to make that one segue. I was about to say, shut up. We actually people actually participated. We got to do it. I mean, I like it. I like when people participate. It's really fun. Yeah. Because I actually did listen, tried to get a sample of everybody's stuff so that I could say if their taste was good or if it's bad. But if we don't get to you or we miss something that you really want us to talk about, we're really sorry. But as you might know, this recording is already two hours long. (laughs) And it'd be like that. So let's pull them up. So the first one I'm seeing is syrups. Okay, cool. Whatever. Well, syrups, it's you, so all of those are bad. Sorry, dude. <laughs> On to Detective Neckbeard. <laughs> uh, no, he actually picked out some bops. Um, obviously, I, I. How do you feel about the Jujutsu Kaisen opening? It's oh, it's pretty good. He put it on here, and I, I, I thought about it, and I was like, yeah, that is a good OP. The first OP is really good. Put EDs on here, and Vinland Saga OP. I mean. Yeah, that's a good OP. Uh, that's a good OP. I've yet to see it, but I'm on my way. Dude, it, when you see it, you'll it it sounds like a song you would have heard when you were in high school. It's it's fun. Let's see this then. I just love that band's name too. Survive said the prophet. Ooh, Jesus, it's. Whew. But yes, yeah, Serps picked some good stuff. There's nothing on his list that I could just shit talk shit talk him about. Maybe he it's learned. Oh, good. Yeah, it's all good for once. Congrats, Serp. Let's see, I'm watching the Vinland Saga OP as we speak, live on the air. <laughs> well, next up, again, we had a lot of people, we had a good bit of people actually talk about this, and that's really exciting because I wanted to dive into all of these and again hope that we can give you all the appropriate time detective neckbeard just threw out three mm-hmm. so it was really easy to just do two because he wasn't like other people who were like a billion which is respectable because we asked them and it's you know the, there are some a lot of bops here yeah his three the noragami op initial d's first op and the blue exorcist second op in my world all of them didn't have any complaints with the visuals for the Blue Exorcist one I particularly really liked. Yeah, and I remember the Norigami OP. It was really good. Yeah, it is really good. Those are... And I... My friend was telling me how shameful it is that Norigami is underrated, but I said... I looked on Mal and the first <laughs> season was really high up, and I was just... Confusion. Yeah. Well, it isn't talked about that much. Although a lot it's of anime good. is not really talked about that much outside their circles. Yeah, that's true too. But these are all really fantastic picks. Like Detective Neckbeard posts like some really good music whenever he he posts stuff in like our little listen chat or whatever. He always picks really good stuff. Yeah, dude have good taste. And next we have <laughs> Mellow. I'm I'm not using your name, dude. What is this? It's frog mouth fucker. Oh, yeah. I had to put tags on you guys because you keep changing your name so often. Yeah. Once once you know who they are, it's really easy because, the, like, Mello's always being a fucking troll. Mm-hmm. Anyways, so Mello's picked out Unravel. That's, a lot of people picked Unravel, actually. The first Tokyo Ghoul OP. Hmm. Is that the one with the high-pitched singing that I cannot replicate? 
I think so. It's the one. Yeah, 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 definitely. Big daddy, daddy, do. That's good. That's good. I also, a lot of people put the domestic girlfriend OP on here, and I gotta say, good taste, guys. Surprisingly good for that show. Really surprisingly good. And I don't know what Fire Force OP he picked, but I'm assuming it's I'm assuming it's Inferno because I picked Inferno and <laughs> Surely no one smart would be would disagree with me. <laughs> yes, surely no one of intelligence would say that the first Fire Force OP is not the best one. <laughs> Um, and speaking of which, we got Ikea playing and picked the third one. <laughs> the statement still stands. <laughs> statement still stands, you're fucking wrong. No, he's picked some good stuff too. I, I'm really interested, in, like I said, seeing everybody's picks for best, their favorite OPs. The Higurashi one was on my short list too. It was for mine too. It's a, it's good. It's a good haunting song. It, it it really is, and with what is limited visuals, just pans of characters, you know, just haunting imagery mixed with that music, it's really doing more with less. Mm -hmm. It's a good one. Also uh, on my short list was the Death Note OP, and it just lost out. That's, that's unfortunate. Yeah. Because the song and the imagery of that OP go really good together. Yeah, that's true too. He IKEA Plants picked a lot of diverse stuff. He picked both Kagi OPs, but that's because he is a big Kaguya fan. Mm -hmm. He got the big brain. Serial Experiments Lane. I that's the one that's got the static at the start, right? Yeah. Hmm. I thought about that one. It's a good OP, but it it's it's just a song. Yeah, I I mean, again, he picked some good stuff. Death Parade's OP. I've only watched one episode of Death Parade, but that OP really stuck out with me as well. Uh, promised Land, Promise, Promised Land, <laughs> Never. That's a f certified banger OP. Mm -hmm. uh, just God. just to elaborate more on the Serial Experiments Lane, just so it doesn't sound like I'm crapping on someone's favorites, uh, it does a really good job of getting you in the mood of Serial Experiments Lane, and I do find myself listening to it uh, quite frequently. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's... I, I mean, I only know it from that uh, that episode we did with the host club, and they played that one, and the static just bombarded my fucking ears. <laughs> Present day! <laughs> Present time! ha ha ha! <laughs> and also he was putting wave listen to me is op Ooh. yeah that kind of caught me off guard that was an interesting choice because i really like the visuals for that but i could not when he i read that through his message through his, his post i could not remember the song for the life of me i remember liking it though yeah I, but then i watched it it stood out to me yeah. on my short list i was about to put it on my short list and i saw wave listen to me i was like hmm Maybe, but it didn't. It didn't make it compared to the other ones, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. And also, he put Attack on Titan OP six, which is my war, right? I believe so. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, it's good taste. Good taste, Ikea plant. You get a. I'm gonna give everybody's. You get. You know what? You get. You get nine stars. Nine stars. 
I'm not going to give everybody stars. I don't want anybody to hate me. I'm very frightened by this. Everyone has nine stars. Everyone has nine stars. <laughs> Brad, you get eight. You're like, what the fuck? Okay. What the fuck? Uh, Jalvin. 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 Jalvin? Jalvin? What's Jalvin got? Dodo OP1. I've seen I haven't I haven't seen I didn't, actually didn't watch that one. I I don't honestly I'm gonna be hundred percent. I thought all of his picks were fucking troll picks. <laughs> but I I mean he's got Space Dandy, Cowboy Bebop, Samurai Shampoo, you know, all three really good OPs. I mean, well Cowboy Bebop and Samurai Shampoo. Samurai Shampoo. Hot take better than Cowboy Bebop's fucking you know where I live, fight me. I mean, I won't disagree. Yeah. Dude, I was first OP, which surprised too, because that one's really good. That one's really, really good. I, I hate that I forgot about it, but I didn't want to like steal ideas from people's lists. Yeah. But I would definitely, if we do another episode of this, that's going to be on there because it's fucking good. Persona 5, the animations OP, which was actually on Mother's Basement's, you know, best OPs for 2019 or something. Oh, so you know it's bad. <laughs> Got him. Got him. <laughs> No, but he he's, <laughs> he actually has a point here. The the animation for the OP is really cool when they're on the train and transitioning from how the main character is interacting with everybody. It seamlessly flows into this next interaction, so it's really, I think it's really good. Yeah. And then grow and log on in the Genesis Evangelion. I mean, come on, dude. Yeah. Of course. Of course. And then we've got Mister Rolling Prophet with. Ooh, he's got a lot of picks. He's got a lot of picks. I he he's listed them in numbers, so I, did, I thought he said for Bleach OP six. I thought that was Rolling Star, and I was about to be like, my dude. <laughs> but it's the one after that. So, uh, he's got a lot of good picks too. I mean, I can't. He put the Aramaga Sensei OP honestly. <laughs> list. Hmm. 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 Bold choice. There's some people, I mean, I, I I like it when people pick the eclectic, like the the interesting new choices instead of just, you know, what everybody else would throw on there. But he also put Renai circulation, <laughs> <laughs> which I mean, it's. And I'm not. I'm not. This isn't making fun of him or anything because I mean, this is good. These these are good. The ones I know are good. The bleach OPs he's picked are both really fucking bangers. Mm-hmm. I mean, everyone has different criteria for what they consider their favorite OPs. I mean, a, a good number of mine are my favorites, not because of any artistic quality or anything, but purely because of what they remind me of. Right. And I, I again, I'm just some like they're interesting picks is what my thing is, is that I, I'm just fa- I, I think it's really cool when people get to pick sort of these things and they're not the choices you really are aware of. Because while he's picking stuff like Code Geass, you know, like Jiboon Wo, mm-hmm. there's also some things that, like, I really heard and they didn't resonate with me. But the fact that certain people are picking up on them and saying, like, oh, that's a really good OP, like Assassin's Pride. Yeah. I don't think I saw enough of Assassin's Pride to see the OP. <laughs> and ID Invaded's OP, which I didn't, I didn't give a shit about. Like, Fly the Sky was uh, on the short list, but I realized it's only on there purely because of the memories I had of watching them with you. And how fun that yeah. was. 
Yeah, and I mean, it's definitely because we were making fun of the OP for the stupid shit like them slamming Neo France's <laughs> Gundam's head into the wires and shit. What do you mean stupid? That part's amazing. <laughs> it's fucking stupid, dude. But it's got an interesting choice as Rolling Profit does. The second Beastars OP, which is really, really good in itself, too. It's good choices. Good choices. Mm-hmm. I... The Azure Lane OP. Interesting. These are good choices. These are good choices. Nine stars for you, too. <laughs> Jalvin, you also got nine stars. And so did you, Frog Mouthfucker. And Detective ne- Neckbeard, you got nine stars as well. Syrups, you got seven. Uh, <laughs> Get fog. Pull up my notes. I know I call him Shoto. He changes his name a lot too. He's a cool guy too. But his picks are his name is currently Gargura's Iron Chevelle. Oh yeah. His, oh yeah. Oh yeah. He used to be McDonald's napkin. Yeah. He, then he was McDonald's napkin. But he's got some good choices too. I actually had to look up some of his because I'd never seen them before. And the assassination classroom one, I was, got me one to watch ass class. <laughs> but he has Fire Force Veil, which I think is the third or fourth one. It's not the first one, so you're wrong. Sorry. Uh, My Hero Peace Sign. That's a good choice. That's an interesting choice. I think that's the third second one it's in the second season i know for sure yeah because the first one was actually on my it was on the very bottom of my short list the uh the day mm-hmm. you know the day has come but I, I just think that's the song more so than the actual visuals although the fight with the little, little fight with with all might and the namu is really spectacular and matches very well he also put the world from death note you know, the first one. Oh, the first one? That's, is that what it's called? I just know it yeah, as the, the world. I just type in Death Note OP and I pull, it's the first one that pulls up. What if it pulled the other one? What would you do then? I would listen to it. I just rock, like the second rock out to some Japanese screamo death metal. <laughs> what up, people? <laughs> um, he also put... He's got some good choices. He also put Sword Art Online's first OP, which I know people give Sword Art Online, some people give, some groups give Sword Art Online shit, but the first Sword Art Online OP is certified greatness. I am not fucking wrong. Yeah? Uh, I I had a dumb moment. I was typing in the OP into YouTube, but I decided to abbreviate it. Instead, I typed SWO for Sword Art Online because, of course, Swoop. But also, when you type in OP next to it, it's just Swoop. <laughs> swoop Anime OP One. <laughs> but I mean, YouTube knew what I was talking about, and he also put the first. Need I Nikki OP? Oh, that's a really good one. That one made my short it list. Is a, 
Yeah, it is a really good one. I, I also had it somewhere in my mind for how I wanted it to be on the list. You pick good, good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. Good stuff, Okoy. Okay. All right, Silent. You're getting... All right, Silent. You were giving your last one. You're getting nine stars automatic. It's one piece. One piece. Hmm. You know, he's actually got some good picks. So he has, or they have, we are the first One Piece OP and the 15th One Piece OP and the 20th One Piece OP. All One Piece OPs, well, except the first one, that I have not seen. Mm. Wait, let me check that. Let me fact check. Craig fact checks this for me. Have I seen the 15th One Piece OP? Yo, I have seen the 15th one. Mm. Good pick. Mm Mm-hmm. Solid pick. I've seen it. Ergo, it's good. He also has the first Brotherhood OP again by Yui and the fourth Full Metal Alchemist original series OP. So wrong on both ends. Sorry, dude. Damn. Hate to see it happen, dude. I just, I wanted you to get there, but you decided not to, and I don't know what to do here. Although I think rewrite's done by Asian Kung Fu Generation, so... Points in that regard. Points in that regard. Oh, it is. It is. I heard one little bit of the song and I was like, yep, that's <laughs> Asian Kung Fu Generation. Uh, Haruka Kanata from Naruto. Good pick. Made an Abyss opening. Nice. Nice. I had that on my short list. Yeah, I didn't. Actually, I'm going to be 100% certain. Jesus fucking Christ. He put a lot of stuff on this. Uh, he also put uh, the Gurren no Yumiya, the first Attack on Titan OP. That's on your list, isn't it? Uh, yeah, but uh, it's on a different name. I maybe that's what's called in Japanese. I guess maybe. Who knows? Let's see whatever we got. We got Phoenix Wright anime. Never seen it. Black Rover from Black Clover. <laughs> hmm. I did not anticipate that as a selection, but now that I see it, yes, you're right. Um, whew, honestly, there is a there's a lot here, dude. I cannot I cannot personally break down all of these. Hmm. Kogios first OP. That's a good pick. Didn't you have that on your yes, list? Yes, Jibun Wo. It's called Colors by Flo. <laughs> yeah, Jibun Wo. <laughs> it's not Jibun Wo, you f- Sakai Saye Wo. You, f- you fucking vain. <laughs> you veiny dick motherfucker. Come on. Hmm. I'm looking at his list, and he picked also. You keep picking. You keep picking good anime that have great OPs, but then you pick ones that got the shitty versions, except the Naruto one, and 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 you know, f- full bomb. It's Smile Bomb. <laughs> oh, sorry. What is it? It's something. I don't, I don't know. I've never seen you how you show. I haven't seen half these shows. I've never seen Guilty Crown. I've never seen Overlord. I haven't seen Log Horizon. You want to feel like you don't watch anime? I don't know. These are popular shows, but I don't know what they are. I've seen Log Horizon. That's a pretty good OP. Oh, is yeah. it? 
Hmm. Interesting. Did you see Guilty Crown? Guilty Crown sounds like a show you'd like. It's not. I don't know why it was my favorite that one time. I've never seen it. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> but it's your favorite, Brad. No. You also put Renai Circulation, so check marks on that anime bingo card. And I'm done. I can't I, I can't do any more. <laughs> I'm sorry. We need to wrap this episode up. I'm getting tired and angry. Yeah, we're, run- <laughs> and hangry. we're running low on time in IRL. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, guys. Or, well, sorry. Sorry, Silent. You get nine stars, too. Listening to all of these, though, reminds me of just how little anime I've actually seen compared with everyone else and how we're all in our own little circles. I don't think you've seen... I don't think you've seen comparatively less anime. I think you just focus on different anime. Yeah. like Certain shows, like Assassination Classroom, I have not seen, but other shows... Like, uh, Assassin's, what was it, Rage? Assassin's Pride. Assassin's Pride? I've never even heard of that show. It was a seasonal from a couple of seasons ago. Yeah. It, it was, it was unremarkable to me, but, I mean, hey, it is what it is. And I don't think, like, you've seen less, I think, you know, that's part of the journey. Yeah. We see different. Anime is so big nowadays. Yeah, there's so much coming out, and I think it's hard if you actually want to do seasonals to balance with the classics. So it does become kind of hard to just jump between the two. And our so, but yeah, Okoy nine stars. And Durf just said two things, but he did say something. So we're going to talk about Durf's two pick. He picked, he picked the first Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood OP, Angie Boo and Woe. So good taste. There you go, Durf. Good taste. You get nine stars. Jibu-wo. Everybody gets nine stars except. So everybody, congratulations. You got nine stars except Syrups, who got seven. I'm tired. This is a long record. This is a long record. Every time we always say, let's do discussionalist. That's way that way it's not so much work, and then they'll always end up longer than our normal episodes. Yeah, but then we don't have to watch like an anime, and it's usually whenever we have to do these discussionals on anime, it's we pick something that's not bad, but I have to sit through it and force myself to watch it when I've got other stuff I want to watch or do sometimes. In the case of Anna Misery, yeah, Anna Misery is just throw the just take the fucking hits. That's all it is, dudes. <laughs> God, it's gonna be a fucking chonky episode. Sorry, Craig. Also not sorry, Craig. A little sorry, Craig. A little sorry, Craig. Kind of sorry, Craig. We're sorry, but you you know the drill. This is this is you. This is what you get paid to do. <laughs> Damn, it's not supposed to be two and a half hours long. Jesus fucking Christ! I think this is approaching three hours. Oh, mm. well, but again, we appreciate you guys. You know, letting us know what your favorite OPs are. I wish we could have stayed around, talked about them more. Maybe. <laughs> ranked you guys and then made you definitely hate us <laughs> but that's just not feasible uh and plus i'm very scared that everybody hates me already so bada bing bada boom <laughs> but I, I think we'll do some more of this in the future you know i know some podcasts do the whole hey ask ask us questions i'm gonna ask you guys questions and we'll talk about how wrong you are <laughs> all right 
Regardless, everybody who participates get no, gets nine stars. Except some people. Some people just get seven. Seven gold stars, eight silver stars, and 31 bronze stars. They they all even out yes. somehow. Everybody gets nine stars. Oh, but you know who doesn't get nine stars? The Otaku Melancholy Podcast. We have been your hosts, Matt and Brad. Catch us every single Tuesday on our website at otakamelancholy.com. Stay tuned for next Friday, where we'll be resuming our. Yeah, it'll be this next Friday. It's a, it will the double feature, not this. When you hear it, when you hear this episode, it'll be this Friday. Yeah, for our Atalcon Titan series. We had a small little hiccup, an earthquake happened, as it does. And uh, also check out our website for our social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Discord. And a special shout out to Ho for joining the server. Thank you so much for choosing us to hang out with and discuss anime. It means so, so much. And when that person joined, I never thought I would be happier. I think I said that last time, too. I say it every time, my dude. <laughs> We're about to move on and leave this giga chunk of an episode. And speaking of people who know about moving on and also how to play instruments. Yes, instruments. Those are the bingly bangly, the strummy wummy instruments. <laughs> Today's quote comes from Tom Petty. He is once sang, said... It's time to move on. Time to get going. What lies ahead, I have no way of knowing. But under my feet, baby, anime is growing. What is it, like a tree? A rosebush? Or crabgrass? <laughs> anime is the crabgrass. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yes. Anime, the crabgrass of productions. It's like a rosebush. You want to get to that, that nice flower of... I don't know, say Promised Neverland. But to do that, you have to pick it off and you get stabbed by a dozen little sister anime thorns. Oh, that's good because I like the pain. (laughs) Alright guys, this has been show. Enjoy the fucking two and a half hours of your life we've stolen from you. Hope you got done with that project you were working on. It's been two hours! How did you not finish? Hey guys, bye bye. Take care. Gambate.
fun funny fact actually mm-hmm. when i was when i was uh the ups driver came by to drop off one of my packages i was met him at the door right mm-hmm. and as he was leaving he was like bye and i said bye bye gambate <laughs> out of fucking habit and i never felt <laughs> more more embarrassed for myself <laughs> how does that compare to the guy uh to the time that one uh uh pest cl- uh, pest exterminator came into your room and just looked at all your anime stuff and it's like <laughs> uh, it's not my thing but it's cool that you enjoy it <laughs> ah, i forgot about that oh god oh like, god that's a story what was it like he saw your ninjaroids and said oh it's cartoons like avatar right Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, God. Kill me now. <laughs> <laughs>